Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happened to Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast. Uh, remember when this show started? Do you? Back in uh, what? It's twenty twenty now, so that's got to be what two thousand one. Is that when, is that when it started? Nine eleven. I think it started on nine eleven, two thousand one. It was me and six of the guys going to do a podcast because I was inventing podcasting at that time. Me and six of the dudes were sitting around a table, and then it was a fucking plane crash, and they were like, "What the fuck?" And then they ran out of the room, and they left me to sit here with just a microphone by myself. And eighteen years later, still me with a microphone by myself. How dare they leave me? And those six men went on to form Imagine Dragons. Can you, can you believe it? Uh, I think they found their proper calling. They don't want to be sitting around talking about movies and stuff with me when they can go off and be playing shitty bad rock. I just saw a list that had the, uh, the top songs of the 2000s or the 2010s or something like that. And I think seven of them were Imagine Dragons songs. Uh, five more of them were 21 Pilots songs. These are bands I don't know or care about. I don't know. Like, I, I thought, literally, I, in my brain, I thought, well, Fall Out Boy's got to be on that list. They might have been. I don't remember if they were or they weren't. I don't know. And look, and it's not my job to sit here and make fun of people. I don't care. If you like 21 Pilots or fucking Imagine Dragons or Imagine Pilots or 21 Dragons or whatever the fuck, good for you. I hope you like them. That's fantastic. It's like, uh, you know, we've got a toxic environment where anybody comes out and says that they do something different or there's something that they, they like to do or somebody likes. I, the people just fucking yell at everybody all the time. I have to share this with you. Uh, this is my new favorite thing. I, I, I saw it on Facebook and look, I'm, I know social media, whatever. I get into this all the time. It's just because it rules my life. I'm addicted. I'm trying to stop and I'm doing a decent job. Um, but, but this is, this sums up Facebook. This sums up social media for me in a, in a million, like imagine, all right, look, when it started, all the wonders were ahead of us. Every, everything you could possibly hope for or want was in front of us on the internet. We were like, good Lord, the possibilities are endless. And, and what did it, what did we just, it turned back into a fucking rock fight, except we're using mice instead of rocks. Uh, I wish we were using actual mice in a rock fight. How great would that be? Throwing mice at one another? Dude, if I, I gotta be honest with you. Look. It's not beneath me to roll up on you with a bag of mice. I, I mean, you don't just keep your head on a fucking swivel. You never know. And just if you're out of line, just remember, you might you, you, you might have a mousing coming. There could be a mousing in your future. You talk a lot of shit. You talk a lot of fucking yang. You try to call me out time you don't like the show or whatever the fuck. Well, guess what? I'm going to get a sack of mice and show up in your neighborhood 
and just fucking launch Rodentia right at you, baby. Just fucking, I'm going to get a, you know what? I want a rat cannon. That's what I I want. Like those hot dog cannons. Dude, what if I loaded a hot dog cannon full of rats and came to your house? You'd be fucking ruined. Yeah. And you'd try to hide. You'd be like, die. He doesn't know I'm here. I'd just blast rats through the fucking windows. They'd chase you the fuck out. A couple of weeks ago, the rats were my enemies, right? What didn't I have an army of, uh, what did I have? An army of, uh, monkey killing rats or killing rat killing monkeys. I don't know what the fuck I had, but who cares? I've just, I now, now that I've invented the rat cannon, the rats are my friends. Fuck everybody else who wants to get in my way. A goddamn rat cannon. That's what I need. Like a hot dog cannon. You know what? And look how, by the way, let's talk about innovators. All right. Let's talk about myself for just a second. Uh, moments ago, I just had a sack of mice. That's, that's what I was armed with. Look at me. I just, I just, did I just, that's like the industrial revolution of rodent based weapons in fucking five seconds. First, I had a sack of mice and I was throwing them at you. Now I got a rat cannon. I'm launching it through fucking windows. Jesus Christ, I'm the king. Certainly an inventor and certainly somebody who does things on the fly that you wouldn't expect. I'm, I'm unpredictable. Don't kid yourselves. Uh, but I saw this list and it's this fucking, and I don't want, but I don't want to be that guy. If you like that kind of music, that's fine. Oh, I was going to tell you about the fucking internet dudes. So on Facebook, so, and by the way, I got to apologize for how I sound right now too, because I, I, uh, I hear every drop of spit in my mouth. My mouth has been very dry and my head is a little throbby and my nose is a little full. Now I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't think it's illness. I don't think it's sickness. Remember last week I told you I was a little bit, uh, I, I had taken an Uber passenger, a couple of them who are a little fucking uh, stuffed up and shaking my hands and doing all sorts of other dumb bullshit. And I don't think that's what this is. You know what I think? Here's what I'm going to tell you about me, folks, uh, from what I've read on the internet and the things that I've, uh, I've learned. I, there's a good chance. Brace yourselves. Cross your fingers. Cross your hearts and hope to die. There's a good chance that your uh, internet chum, Mike, is in ketosis. Oh, that's right. I know what you're thinking to yourself. Well, Mike, the only reason you would be in ketosis is if you were doing some sort of keto based diet. Well, guess what, friends? My life pivoted and I changed and I became a keto guy. I, I didn't want to be a keto guy. I talked to my I, on, on January 1st. I talked to my trainer and I'm like, okay, here's the deal, dude. Or no, it was January 2nd. He couldn't see me on January 1st, uh, but January 2nd, fucking yo, I fight it off. You're goddamn right. Talk right through it. Hi. Uh, see back in 2001, nobody cared that I yawned on a podcast cause I was the first ever podcaster. Those six dudes, the, 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 the fucking imagine pilots, they went off and they fucking formed a band and wrote a bunch of shitty songs. Meanwhile, I'm here yawning into a microphone and still keeping my audience. Take that 21 fucking dragons. All right. Um, so on the, fa- on Facebook, on the Facebook, hi, I'm an ancient man. I'm an ancient shaman who can't pronounce things without a, without an article in front of them. The, the Facebook. Uh, so I, I, I'm a Facebook guy and I went on there. I'm not a Facebook guy. See, that just sounds fucking ridiculous. I have Facebook. We all have Facebook. Everybody in the fucking world has toxic Facebook. And I scroll through it and stare sometimes. And I, I did today. I have to admit I've been good. But today, man, I just fucking stared and flipped and stared and flipped. And it, it is just, I just, because some people, they, you know, there's five paragraph things about what's going on in Iran. And then, then there are people just talking about soup. And look, I don't mind if you want to talk about soup. I'd, ra- I'd much rather you talked about soup than Iran because I got news for you. If you live in Romeoville, Illinois, chances are much better that you know a lot more about soup than you do about Iran. Uh, I'm certainly of opinions and you've got your... Uh, you know what? I'm going to use a highly charged word here and I apologize, but I don't really apologize because I mean it. You've got your biases uh, if you're in certain parts of the country, certainly. And so uh, I'd much rather hear your feelings on soup. If you've got, look, if you've got chowder thoughts, spill them. I want to know them. 
That's all I want to care about. I want to see pictures of your doggos. I want to read your chowder thoughts. I want to know how you deal with a rat cannon. That's all I want to fucking know. But don't don't give me your fucking five paragraph essay about what we did in Iran and who we killed and who we shouldn't have killed and what we should do and what the fuck. And oh, Jesus Christ. We got it. You know what? We evolve, right? Don't we evolve to become different people? Everybody grows up and they, they you adapt to you. Like fucking fish guys became regular dudes. Like fish became wolves or whatever the fuck. Because they were fish first. They were flopping around on the beach. And then they got legs. They're walking around. They're like, hey, I'm still like, a, I'm a kind of a fish. Uh, but then they're a wolf. And then all of a sudden they're a man and whatever the fuck. I, I've seen that diagram. So that's fine. And But then now, but the man now, now we're like, I'd prefer to go back to being fish if, it, if it's just this. But I want to be a fisher like reads books and still likes cool stuff. But I mean, whatever the fuck. You see that fucking diagram? And now I think if we're going to evolve, we should evolve without thumbs. We got thumbs and that that gave us tools and all sorts of bullshit. But thumbs are used for texting and posting shit and typing. And nobody should be allowed to type anymore. No more typing. No more putting your thoughts out there for everybody to see. Ah, fuck. Nobody gives a shit about you and your opinions on the Middle East. You, you, you literally, you live, you live in Indiana, man. I mean, these people who are just like, ah, dude, you know what's going on? These, uh, these guys in Iran, they're coming over and the fucking stealing our job. I don't, nobody gives a shit at all about that. But yet there it is. It is this never ending stream of fucking word vomit just flying out of the goddamn screen. And I stare at it. That's the thing. That's the worst part. I could be working. I could be doing great things. And look, sometimes I'll watch doggo videos or I'll fucking distract myself. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a, a, a lovely lady will send me a video of herself uh, with, uh, you know, uh, looking very attractive. I, you know, sometimes that happens. <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll text her back and ask for specific photos because I'm a fucking weirdo. Uh, it's not a weirdo. It's not, you know, if you're dating somebody, it's not weird. All right. So here's the thing. Um no, I say that because, uh, you know, I'm seeing a girl uh, recently and uh, she sent me some awesome uh, photos yesterday. And then I uh, I wrote her a note and I'm like, oh, and then yesterday, earlier today. Um, and then I wrote her a note. Well, it's technically it's after midnight. So I guess it was yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm recording late again. It's very late on uh, on Wednesday night. Um, and it was, you know, they were nice photos. Uh, and then I was like, I want a photo like this, but doing this. Like, I mean, like, I'll, and and it's awesome to do that, but also at the same time, you feel like, like, you know, fucking Chesty LaRue, the creepy porn director or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, oh man, I don't want to fuck this up for everybody. Or is it Chichi LaRue, right? Not Chesty LaRue. Maybe, you know, a Chesty, maybe that's my name. Maybe I go Chesty LaRue. Uh, Cause I can do that fucking peck flip thing like Brock Lesnar. Although I don't have, not certainly not as developed. Um, but Chichi LaRue is a porn director, right? I don't know any porn directors. I, there's. Like Paul Thomas, I think, was a part of how do I why am I going to demonstrate my knowledge of porn directors? Here's other guys who produced porn and directed porn. I'm sure Jeremy made movies, right? He must have. Uh, and fucking uh, John Gillis and all those other fuck. All those. See, that's the thing. Uh, Tom Byron. I, oh, God. What, I'm going to call a roll call of fucking. Uh, and uh, who's that? Sharon Mitchell. She, uh, she I don't think she directs movies or she might. But then she became like the head of the AIDS battalion or whatever the fuck who gives tests to people who are in porn. And uh, and that that's gone willy nilly, right? At this point, now everybody because everybody's doing porn on the internet and porn on Twitter. Nobody's getting tested anymore. You think the Bang Brothers are out there going, "Hey, you got to piss in this bag before we give you a movie role?" No, fuck no. They don't care. They're just trying to churn out fucking content. 
You think the bang bus is stopping at the clinic? It is not. The bang bus rolls right by the clinic, baby. There's all sorts of crazy shit going on in the bang bus. Do you think they're going to pull into the fucking the clinic and let you get off? No, man. They got filming to do, for fuck's sake. Everybody hop on the bang bus. We will not, That's actually their slogan. Everybody hop on the bang bus. We won't stop at the clinic. That's it. There you go. If you've, if you've got anything, if you've got some sort of fucking weird, uh, I don't know, what, what do I want to call it? Uh, a boobo, whatever the fuck, a, 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 a scab on you, they're not going to ask about it. Nobody cares. I mean, and you're in porn anyway. You're trading that shit back and forth, right? I know it's supposed to be safe and all that stuff, but like, you know what, man? If you work in a deli, sometimes you're going to cut your finger off. You work in porn, sometimes you're going to get, someone's going to throw you a fucking disease. You're going to get it. It's going to happen. Go get some shots and hope it's not going to stick around forever. Now, I'm not saying everybody should get AIDS. Um, what if I was? <laughs> Sorry, that made, that made me laugh. What if I was? What if that was my message today? Everybody should get AIDS. What if I was putting that out there for you, man, and take and run with? You know what, man? Fuck it. I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to call it like that. I'm going to go ahead and draw a line in the sand. Everybody needs to get AIDS. How about that? Maybe that'll take care of the fucking people posting about their apple pies and their bullshit. Well, but I don't mind an apple pie post. That's the thing. I don't mind about an apple pie post. But if, but if you live in fucking Terre Haute and you're going to tell me a four paragraph treatise about what the fuck is going on in Iran, it's like, oh, man, and don't tell me to support the troops and all that horse shit again. Jesus Christ. I guess. Look, if you're a troop, good for you. Thank you. You did something I couldn't have done. And if you're still in the troop, go. Yeah, awesome. That's great. I hope you got your cool clothes and you get to do whatever. I. But here's what I wish for you, troop. I wish for you to take pride in the things that you did. And I hope that now you are recovered from whatever you went through and you are now able to just have a family and never leave America again if you don't want to. I mean, maybe you want to travel all over the place and see a bunch of cool places. That's fine. But if you were a dude, like, like, because I, I hear these people all the time, they're like, oh, man, you know what? They should, uh, yeah, fuck uh, Iran is causing problems in Afghanistan. Fucking back the troops, man. You know, you, you talk shit, you get hit. Uh, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up. Seriously. Because then there's those people who are like, hey, man, are you going to go ahead and are you going to go ahead and sign up and fight? And then people are like, well, I couldn't do that. I have children in school or whatever the fuck. And it's like, it's just it's all just constant bitch slapping all of it. And it just makes no fucking sense. If you if you if you care about the fucking troops, you know what you want? No war with anybody ever. No war with Iran. You know what? You want the troops to be bored. That's what I want. I want the troops to be fucking bored. I want them to be at Fort Bragg. I want, you know what I want? I want every American base to be the cleanest fucking military base you've ever walked in because they're so fucking bored. They can't stop dusting. That's what the troops need to do. Put your guns in a rack somewhere, man. And, and no, not in a rack and not in Iraq, but in a rack, like, like put them on the wall. All right. Don't put the guns in Iraq. They got too much shit going on in Iraq right now. And we killed, we killed the Iranian guy in Iraq and then Iraq is like, you got to leave, but then we're not going to leave. And then we have a fucking letter that, ah, dude, I, and I don't even know how I get sucked into fucking looking at all this bullshit. And you know why? Cause it's on my fucking social media feed. Everybody's got a fucking opinion. Some, some fucking guy from Phoenix is like, Hey, here's what I think we should do. I don't, I don't care. Why don't you solve some shit in Phoenix? Is there, if there's one homeless guy in Phoenix, concentrate on that. Get that homeless guy a job and a toothbrush. Don't fucking tell me what we should do in the goddamn middle East. Although I got to be honest, if anybody in America can education, like, you know, intelligently comment on what's going on in the Middle East, it's got to be somebody who lives in Phoenix in the summertime. Holy Jesus Christ. That's 135 degrees. That's just like being in Iraq, except we're not lobbing bombs in there. Um, Although maybe we lob bombs in Phoenix. What do you say? 
Maybe we declare war on the Diamondbacks. Maybe I show up at a Diamondbacks game with a fucking rat cannon, start blasting those into the stands, and have anarchy and fucking people freaking the fuck out. And then Madison Bumgarner will charge out of the dugout and try to fucking take me on because he's got the red ass because I'm fucking ruining the game and I don't care. You don't think I'm playing the game the right way? I'll blast in the face of the fucking rat cannon, Bumgarner. Have a seat. These fucking, these fucking four-legged, whip-tailed motherfuckers are going to chew the fuck out of your sourpuss face. So, so uh, here's the thing on Facebook. It's not even about Iran that bugged me. Because, again, this is the thing. You know, if you, if you want to talk about fucking uh, uh, your dog, you want to talk about, like, uh, you know, when you went to school or the bands you liked. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's all remember when. Look, I, am I just... Do I just not like anything anymore? And that's the things I don't want to be the guy who doesn't like anything. Like I already fucking ripped the shit out of Twenty One Dragons or whatever the fuck, and that's not nice. But uh, but also, but see, all right. Here's the thing. Last night, man, David Lee Roth played at uh, in Vegas. He started his Vegas residency, and uh, <laughs> last night they started. People started posting stuff on YouTube, like clips of the shows. And there's a website called Van Halen News Desk. Now I cannot think of of a more inactive news stream than that of Van Halen's. I, I cannot at all. I know I know there's there's a, a lot of stuff rumored about Eddie and um and I I I will talk about that at another time because I, I it's too sad and I don't want to talk about it now. Although he looks okay in photos that I've seen and that's cool. Uh and Wolf is out there, but they're not reporting on Wolf. But so now Dave is like their guy, and Dave is out there being a fucking clown, man. Dave is just like, Well, hey man, you know, Van Halen might have hang, hanged it up, but I'm gonna go out and bozy bozy and rock and do a fucking spin kick and whatever the fuck, and he's doing this residency in Vegas, and good for him, man. And uh and so and, and again, that's like I said, good for him. And if you want to go and you want to pay for that kind of thing, go right ahead. And uh I've told you before that nostalgia and pussy runs the world, right? We know, we all know this stuff. So there are people who want to go see fucking David Lee Roth because either A, they want to remember what it was like to see David Lee Roth when they were kids and they want to live like vicariously like they were children, or B, they've never seen him. So they're like, oh man, I totally get my chance to see David Lee Roth now, which I got to be honest with you, if this is your first exposure to David Lee Roth, holy Jesus. You know what? Um, you've never seen David Lee Roth. You probably also never shot yourself in the temple with a handgun. And I'm going to say that one of those is a better choice than the other. And I'm going to let you pick. I'm going to let you decide. Seeing David Lee Roth caterwaul and screech in your face these days, is that any better than a 45 slug to the temple? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, because I'll, I'll, I will tell you this. Uh, you, you see, if you do them in conjunction with one another, make sure you do Dave first. See Dave first, and then you use the 45 to the temple, and then you'll never have to worry about Dave again. You'll, it'll cleanse your brain. You won't ever remember that. It'll be right out of there. Because if you, if you do see Dave... If you see Dave, tell him I love him. That's a song by April Wine. If you see Kay. Uh, if you do see Dave, you're probably going to want Dave to be the opening act and, and the closing act will be the 45 to the temple. There's no, that's the headliner. That is your headliner. If you go see David Lee Roth, he's your opener. 45 slug to the temple is your headliner because that is it. And I don't mean... Because there's a couple ways you can take that. You can say, oh, like, are you saying that this is the final concert I should ever see because it's the ultimate music experience? Oh, my Christ. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you're going to go and watch what is essentially a friend of your uncle's dance around in tight pants and caterwaul into a fucking microphone and not be able to sing anymore. He he sounds like I, I, uh, I used to do a bit on stage. He sounds like somebody fucking a cat with a harmonica. That's what he sounds like now. It's just like, just a weird mix of like air in one hole and air out the other and fucking odd noises. And, oh, dude, is he terrible? He just, no matter what, 
I, I promise you, go right now and watch any of these clips from Dave's residency. Watch any one of them. And, uh, and Dave's doing whatever Dave does. He, he's got a bunch of faceless musicians with him. All right. He puts on a weird wig. It's, it's become that now. It's become that. Remember when he was cool as fuck? And he, and he just, and he had the tightest pants in the business and the fucking lion's mane. And he jumped the fuck with the split kicks and did a bunch of crazy shit and stuff. That was awesome. And that was great, but he's not, he decided, you know what? Aging gracefully. That's not for me. Uh, instead I'm going to go straight borscht belt and get a straw hat and a fucking cane into a soft shoe all over the place while somebody else plays unchained. I'm going to, I'm going to sign some guy named Gary to play unchained. And then I'm going to dance around with a fucking cane and a straw hat. (laughs) <laughs> and then I'm going to sing ice cream, man. And everybody's going to hate it. Uh, it, I just, it is fucking, it's terrible, man. It is fucking terrible. And, and look, if, again, if you want to see it, that's totally fine. I don't care. He's, he's, if you want to watch a 70 year old guy scream, then that's cool <laughs> for you. But I guess in see, in seeing the clips, All right. I, I, I watched the clips and you're just, and you're just, it's just because they just announced that David Lee Roth was opening for kiss at the Staples center. Can you think all of you right now, collectively hive mind, put it together. Can you think of a show that, that is more of a magnet for me to go to? Like, is can you think of a show that I, that, that literally says Mike Schmidt more than kiss with David Lee Roth? And I know because Van Halen for me is all about Eddie. So maybe it's a little different, but still, it's fucking kiss with David Lee Roth opening. And, and I just, that just dude, 30 years ago. Holy shit. Are you kidding me that I kill people to get to that goddamn show? I, I literally, I, I go ahead. I'm if I know it's even coming. All right. So it's 30 years ago. Okay. If I even hear rumor of that as a possible tour, you know what I do? I, uh, I, I, two years before that I have sex with somebody indiscriminately and then we have two kids and then I stack them on top of my shoulders in a trench coat so we can go to the show together and I don't have to pay for their tickets. That's a, I don't even know why that's a plan that I would make, but it's this plan. I, and why are they on my shoulders? Why well, can't be on their shoulders? They're small. I don't know where my brain was going with that. It was like, I'll sneak in with a trench coat on to see kiss and, and, but I could just buy a ticket. Why do I need, why do I need to bring a woman and her vagina into this? I probably don't need to do that. I don't need to bang anybody. ever squeeze out a couple of kids. And why do I literally, why even a trench coat? I mean, the kids I could just bring on my own. Why am I sneaking anybody in? I'm sure two-year-olds would get in for free. Regardless, they announced that this kiss and David Lee Roth thing was coming and in my brain. I actually, cause again, whenever I hear those words, because they're just fucking, I have this Pavlovian response where I'm just like, huh? <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, okay. I could check out Dave and, and Dave opening for kiss. Why am I not in the fucking room just to be in the fucking room? Seems like it should make sense. But then dudes, I just, I can't, I fucking can't anymore. I can't, you know, I saw Van Halen on the last tour, like three times and, and the band was tight as fuck. Eddie and Alex and Wolfie were fucking locked the fuck in. And my favorite part is when Van Halen fans try to treat it like Wolf's the weak link. Oh man, Michael's not there. It sucks. Hey, have you worried about the fact that there's a grandfather who's getting punched in the kidneys and making noises and calling it singing? Have you worried about that at all? Have you worried about the guy in the front with the short haircut and who's showing videos of his dogs running through a field while he puts on a truss? How about that? Is that bothering anybody at all? How about the literally the the social security card that is making noises that you wouldn't want to hear from a woman if you were banging her? How about that? You ever that fucking sentient social security card is out there? I, he just every clip. Go listen to them. I promise you right now. Go listen. Even if you want to find the 2015 tour or find the fucking Van Halen and Tokyo album. Oh, what a mess. Like I, when that came out, I literally said to my buddy Pat, I'm like, dude, there's a chance they release this 
so he would get his shit together like as a shaming tool to make him hear it and have him go, oh, yeah, that's awful. I got to fucking work on this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just fucking terrible. And and it was such a weird situation for Van Halen to be in because they were like, all right, well, people want to see us with Dave. But then you're, you're with Dave and you can't do it anymore. And so what do you do? You know what I mean? You can't. They, nobody. I mean, look, I hardcore fans are going to be like, no, it's it's not Van Halen out Dave. But if, if fucking Eddie and Wolf and Alex wanted to go out with like a young lead singer. Like there, there was this guy named, uh, what the fuck was his name? Mitch Malloy or Mitch Mullaney or whatever the fuck he was. He was, he had a fucking audition for the job a while ago. And if they fucking dragged him out or any of these dudes, like any young dude, I'd fucking go instantly. Cause the band was fucking tight. The only problem was the, the fucking macaw at the fucking microphone who was making noises that heretofore have not been heard in nature. You ever hear when they have those fucking videos or those audio things of whales making noises? That's fucking David Lee Roth. It's literally, it's like Van Halen with a fucking beluga sperm whale or whatever the fuck on the microphone in front. He's the new front man. They just went ahead and got a whale. That's Dave. That's him at the fucking microphone. Holy shit, is it awful. And it's just, it's so bad. Go listen. I mean, don't take my word for it. It's available right now on iTunes. Google David Lee Roth Las Vegas or Residency or whatever the fuck. Every single fucking song when you hear, because the band, again, it's just a fucking, it's like when I saw the Atomic Punks a couple of weeks ago. It's just, it brought me back to a fucking place where I was like, yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. But then this is a faceless band, but with the real Dave and it's worse. It's worse. Fake Dave was infinitely better than real Dave. And real Dave is just, it's just every single clip. Listen to it. It sounds, he sounds like someone threw boiling water on him just before they started recording. I'm not joking. It's that bad. He's screeching. It's, if you heard this noise from an alley, you would run and call the cops. It is that fucking terrible. And, and I, I probably have talked about this before and I've tried to, I know I've also tried to rationalize it in my brain to be like, well, you know, Dave, if he knows his limitations, but that's the issue, man, motherfucking guy doesn't know his limitations anymore. He just fucking, he, for some reason thinks he can still do it. And if he had fucking somehow eased gracefully into aging and then lowered the register and tried to do things differently and that would be fine, but he's just screeching and he did, um, because this is also, he did two songs from his solo days, like a song called Big Train, which I don't know why the fuck he chose that one. But he also, he like, if you listen to his, his catalog, there are songs that he could do that would be uh, conducive to his throat now. Like the way like he has to sing in a much lower register. So which one does he choose from his solo act? Which one, which from his, from his solo years away from Van Halen? Like he could have probably, it wouldn't have been good, but he could have pulled off Yankee Rose or maybe even going crazy. But, uh, you know what he picks? And I mean, and you're not even going to know the song, but if you, if you know it and you Google it now, it's called, uh, just like paradise. Now look, that's a fucking jam for, for Dave, you know, and look, I know some people hate that kind of music and that's fine. What the fuck? Go listen to your 2111 dragons or whatever the fuck. So, um, but Dave, like just like Paradise, is a song I enjoy. I like it. It's not the skyscraper album. But the whole song is 
is he's really, you know, the, the chorus is like, this must be just like, it's super high. And he, he just can't. There's this line that goes, Susie, Susie, but for crying out loud. And, but it's, it's sing songy. Oh my God, what a mess. And then you turn it on and it's, it just, Carrie Elwes made less offensive noises chained to a pipe and saw, oh my fucking God, Dave, what are you doing? And and I, I can't imagine what the tickets are like in Vegas. They got, they've got to be 200 bucks a head, man. I went and saw Elton John there. I'm still paying that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. That was the one thing Karen took my rice cooker. She took my Monty Python collection. She said, and you have to take over the Elton John bill. Cause I'm paying that for the until 2040. Um, cause that's what Vegas does with the residency and stuff like that. And that's fine. But dude, Dave, I just, I can't like, I was actually considering, cause even for the show for, uh, for this, I was like, what if I went and saw Kiss and David Lee Roth? Like, would that be a fine nostalgia trip? And then I could come talk about it on the show and explain it and talk about it and see and kiss now. But it's just an exercise in, in futility now because both Dave and Paul are shot. And, and I, and believe me, look, I'm in ketosis, baby. You can hear my voice. My voice sounds almost fucking shot. I got half a nose. It's all pumped up. I got a fucking low grade headache right now, but here I am still bringing you a fucking show. I'm like the Dave and Paula podcasting again, started 11 years ago, still at it now at the goddamn microphone. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the plan. I don't know what Dave's going to do. I know he's, he thinks like he talks that's, and that's another thing. Like I, again, I, the way he uses language has influenced me so much. But now I see clips of him and I just can't, I, I can't bring myself to pay attention. And I've, I've had this discussion before with other people and stuff and, you know, they hate him. They think he's fucking terrible. This other thing and that and whatever the fuck. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I could see that why you would hate him and think he's fucking terrible because he's not the best, but that's okay. I'm, everybody gets older and you got to go ahead and give them this allowance of what they sound like. And that's fine. But I, and I've always said too, if you're a rock star, don't quit that you should never retire if you're a rock star. If you still want to do it and people are going to are willing to pay to see you, then that's fine. And that's, I guess, you know what? I guess this is not me really saying, I'm not saying Dave should quit. Um, I'm just saying Dave's awful. I mean, he, he can go forever. If people are paying to see you, fucking who cares? Because I will tell you this, get this motherfuckers. There's a website called the Van Halen News Desk, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, that was where they tweeted that Dave's residency started last night. And then they were like, and here's video clips. So I went to the post where they uh, they were like, oh, here's... And they've got clips of like all 15 songs that he did. And that's where I just sat and I watched four clips. And I and I just went, I can't anymore. I can't. Because I'll tell you what, here's... The first one I watched this is completely true. The first one I watched is Unchained. Okay? First one I watched is Unchained, and which is, you know, top five Van Halen songs of all time. It's got the fucking guitar, the heavy guitar in the beginning, and then the fucking drum. And then... Um, and then it's playing and then Dave grabs the microphone and he sings the second verse first. Like he, he doesn't know the words he fucking, now look, he used to not know the words a lot when he was young and drunk or high or whatever the fuck he was doing. And then he'd do that thing where he goes, I forgot the fucking words. Like it's, you know, there's a song called Romeo delight. There's a, I, I used to have a bootleg where he literally doesn't sing the whole first verse. And then he just says, I forgot the fucking words and the baby, please. They kick into the fucking, the chorus. And it was charming back then. A little frustrating, but also semi-charming. But dude, now, because also, here's another reason. He's been talking shit 
Like, he talks shit about the band. He talks shit about Van Halen. He's like, yeah, they got old, you know, and they stay home, but I'm still out here, and I'm getting it done, and, you know, rock and roll. And, and then he said, you know, he always used to say that he, they were going to change, because the band was called Mammoth, and he said, change it to Van Halen. You know, nobody geared Mammoth, whatever. And, you know, I don't know if that's real or true or not, but then he started to say, he just recently gave an interview where he said that he, David Lee Roth, arranged the guitar solos on the first album. And I, I, I just, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, I know he and Eddie don't like one another. Okay. On the last fucking tour, Van Halen was in a fucking plane and Dave was on his own plane. He just, he didn't travel with the band. This is completely true. He didn't show up for sound check. They sound check without him. They only saw him when he came out on stage for the fucking show, unless they ran into him backstage, but he had his own dressing area. He was away from the Van Halen brothers and Wolf. And, and he would come out, you know, for it with the band and, and it showed, I mean, they did it, you know, like I said, Van Halen was fucking tight as fuck, but they did it because fans wanted to have Dave there. But then Dave, he's still, because that's the thing. I, I don't know. He's, does he still think he's Dave from 1981? I mean, maybe so he can make his own rules and still be a fucking dick. I don't fucking know, man, but it just, it just, you know, when I read all that stuff and again, I, people don't get along. And it's so funny when people it's like when I was, when I was sad that Jay Leno and David Letterman didn't get along, I was really sad about that because I want, you know, I would watch them and Jay Leno would make David Letterman laugh so fucking hard. And I wanted them to be friends. And it turned out that they were friends. They came up with the clubs together and then Jay was doing the tonight show and Dave got a little freaked out and then Jay wound up stealing it and all that other fucking bullshit. And I just, you're, you're, it doesn't mean anything to me in, in real life, but I'd like to think that those guys were friends and they liked one another and that'd be kind of cool. It's weird to be let down by that sort of thing, even though it should not, it shouldn't matter to you. You know, you should just, I, I mean, and, and also, you know, I still listen to their art. I still loved Letterman. I still watched Leno. I, you know, I, I, he lost me in tonight show because he went kind of fucking mainstream or Nambi Pambi, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I still was able to go, all right, I dig those guys. It's like, you know, Louis C.K.'s a shitbag, but I still think he's funny. You know, you can, you can separate those things. At least I can in my brain. You know, Bill Cosby was a fucking legend. He's fucking incredibly hilarious on his albums. Um, but, you know, he's also probably one of the worst fucking people in, in the world. I mean, he's just a fucking terrible dude. If half of the shit he's been accused of is true, fuck that fucking guy. Throw him in a fucking hole. Fuck a cage. Fuck a goddamn jail. Dig a fucking hole and throw him in it. Let him be Let him be fucking, let him crawl through a pipe like Shawshank, but never get out. How about that? Ooh, I just invented a cool ass jail. Hey, for the worst fucking criminals, let them fucking, they, they can crawl through a pipe like in Shawshank, like a shit pipe, but then they never get out of the shit pipe. Like when they dump out, they just dump into a bigger pile of shit and there's another pipe they got to get to to get out of there. Dude, how amazing is that fucking plan? Look at me, the king of prisons. I just fucking invented a bunch of cool ass shit. Hey man, what if you climbed out of a shit pipe and somebody shot a rat cannon in your face? Nah, now we're talking. Nah, that's punishment. That'll, that'll make you walk the straight and fucking narrow. Now you're not going to murder anybody again, are you? Now you're not going to, you're not going to steal those Twinkies. Put him back, buddy, because you steal those Twinkies and wind up crawling through a river or ship, but you won't come out clean on the other end. You'll come out rat covered. You'll come out and fucking get a rat blast in the face. I'm going to call my rat cannon rat blast. That's fucking cool. So Dave is just uh, he's just a fucking mess, man. But I can. But again, like I said, I, I his old stuff. Yeah, I can totally be on board. and something. But now I can't separate the guy from the fucking stuff because this, it's just terrible what he's putting out there. And and. But, but so anyway, so here's Van Halen News Desk, and they put out the fucking 15 clips, right? And, and I watch the clips. Dave blows the words in Unchained. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Because again, uh, like in Stripes, when when Bill Murray's girlfriend's bailing, and she goes, it's just not that cute anymore. And and, and that's, 
That's what I would say to Dave, man. It's just not that fucking cute anymore, dude. I know you're smiley and you're running around, you're on a rug, you're sliding around, you're fucking bell bottoms and you're fucking tight leather. And look, that motherfucker's in shape. He might be 65 or 66 or whatever the fuck he is, but he's got a full on Japanese fucking back and chest piece tattoo that goes together. He's got abs still. He's fucking sliding around and dancing and look good in leather pants and, and good for him. I'm sorry. My nose is all fucked up. Now did my voice just changed there while I was talking? Hold on. Uh, ketosis, goddamn ketosis, man. It's fucking with my brain. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song, by the way. Ketosis fucking with my brain. Um, but so Dave's out there playing the role. Like he still thinks he's fucking 28 and it's just, dude, I bet he still goes and hangs out with the jungle studs, whatever the fuck. That's fine. Live the life. But then you're just ripping people off for 200 bucks a head when you come out there and you do your fucking weird ass spin dance. Uh, if you saw him at a county fair, you'd be angry. Like I, I literally, if you paid 20 bucks and again, don't retire, but it's fucking sad when this happens, man. So he fucking comes out and he sings and all these posts are on the fucking Van Halen news desk. They're like, check out the set list below. And then all the clips from the songs. And like I said, I watched like three or four clips and and then, uh, and then I scrolled down to the comments. And again, it's the Van Halen news desk. So they, they've done this thing where they've always chosen sides. They love Dave. They hate fucking Sammy. Um, but I guess I hoped that they would be able to be truthful or realistic or, or maybe that's, that's just me. And that's my own fucking hang up and my own bag. Cause in the comments that I read and I, by the time when I was reading, there was only like 40 comments up, but these guys, they, they fucking loved it. And here's like, if you say, Oh man, I've wanted to see David Lee Roth forever. I was just happy to be in the fucking room. All right. I get that. But if you start posting shit like, God damn, Dave's got the fucking chops, man. His voice is back. Oh yeah. You know, time off really helped Dave. He's fucking crushing it, man. And, uh, and, and you delude yourself. Cause I look, I've done plenty of that. I deluded myself on the 2015 tour. I made excuses for him, you know? And, and some nights, you know, one or two of the nights, because I saw them three times and then I saw that truncated Jimmy Kimmel thing. And and he sounded great, really good at the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Um, some songs he can pull off, but then other songs you're just like, oh, no, like you, you got to bring it down, man. And that could be something that would be, oh, I don't know, maybe pieced together with a fucking sound check. You think you could do that, buddy? Maybe then you can get with the band and go, hey, maybe we play this a little lower. I can't hit this fucking note or no. Instead, you just arrogantly think that you can fucking do what you did when you were a kid, even though it's clear that you cannot. But I guess it doesn't matter. When you have a sycophantic army of of fans with quotation marks around it, 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 it's telling everybody how great you are, no matter what you do. They're just happy to be in the room. And I've, I've been like that. I've had that experience. You know, you're just happy to be in the room. You're just happy to, to see something you loved for so long. You finally get the opportunity and you can't, you couldn't possibly admit it was bad. Like I felt that way with hateful eight. I still haven't watched it again, but I mean, in the theater, it was funny because I saw it with my ex and it was her first Tarantino movie. And I was just like, God damn it. She's seeing this first. This is a fucking drag, man. 
because now I knew she wasn't going to want to see any others. And I mean, and honestly, I was like, oh, what am I going to, what am I going to say? No, there's really cool ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? You're, you're, you're done at that point. And, uh, but if you, if you just say you want to go for nostalgia reasons and that, that's fine, but don't, if you delude yourself into thinking things are great and things are really good, I mean, it's just, it's, it's rough, man. It's fucking rough. So he, he, he put out, I mean, I just, I don't even know how I got into this fucking topic. Jesus Christ, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> Some things never change in 19 years or the fuck, however long we've been doing this show. Yeah, 19 years now. It's 2001, 2020. Um, so I, I don't, uh, I don't even know. But like I said, I can separate, you know, I, I mentioned Louis C.K. It's like, I just, it's funny. I've been watching, all right, I've, I've, done a deep dive on the great British bake off or great British baking show, whatever the fuck it's called. I I've, I've talked about it on here before. I cannot stress to you how much I love it. I cannot stress it enough. So I hooked up my Netflix in, in November and I, I, I watched a whole season Netflix week. And then Netflix has like seven fucking compilation series. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. So I've been watching those for, for weeks. Like if I, if I have some downtime or whatever the fuck, which I know I shouldn't have downtime, there's always work to do, but it's still, I'll I'll climb on the couch and be like, all right, I'm gonna watch some fucking baking show. Let's do it. And uh, the baking show that I I there's new hosts now. Noel Fielding, who did luxury comedy, which I fucking loved. He's now one of the hosts or or whatever the fuck. But it used to be Sue Costello. No, not Sue Costello. I don't know her name. Sue Perkins. Sue Perkins and this girl Meryl. They were the hosts. And then uh, Mary Berry was one of the hosts uh, or one of the judges, uh, along with. Paul Hollywood. Now, if you don't know who Paul Hollywood is, Paul Hollywood's a baker uh, who wound up becoming a television star. Okay, so he's he's judging on that show. He's got his own other show. He's got a few other shows. And and I don't know what it is. I, I, I when I first saw him and I started watching him and stuff like that, I was like, this is like, this is the kind of, that's what I want to look like and how I want to be. Like, I want to be that dude. I don't know if it's just because he's confident or if it's because he's, I, I think he's really good looking. He's got these ice blue eyes. He's got like, a, you know, he's got the silver hair, the silver beard. He pulls it off. And also, I think, you know, in watching it and stuff, I think probably the fact that he's so respected for what he does and he kind of intimidates people, that's kind of cool. But also, he he does this thing where, uh, I mean, he like, he just, he's in shape. I won't lie. I mean, I, I, it's a lot of projection on my fucking part. He, uh, you know, he's able to wear button shirts outside of his fucking jeans and he wears jeans or whatever the fucking button shirts and, and he looks really good. And I, I'm, I've always aspired to that and I'm incredibly jealous, you know, probably. So that's like, I'm like, oh man, I would totally love to do that. I'm not jealous. I mean, what the fuck am I jealous of him for wearing a shirt? No, I mean, I'm just, I, I envy it. It's something that I would like to do and it's, you know, I can't, um, Yet, who knows? We'll see what happens in the future. But I mean, I've, but I mean, I've, you know, I've fucking destroyed my body. I fucking massacred it. And and also, that dude's a guy who lives for baked goods. He's eaten a billion fucking things. He's judged them. He cooks in his own bakery, or whatever the fuck. If he had one, I don't know if he he does anymore. But that dude, he should be the fattest fucking guy on the planet. He should. You know what? We should switch bodies. I should be that dude because I'm just a podcast idiot, and he should be he should be me. He's eating baked goods all the time. He should just be a fucking monster. Uh, let him have ketosis. Go ahead and experience it. It's tough to experience ketosis when you're eating a fucking meringue or a pile of meringues in a fucking decoy. Um, 
So, uh, but it, so Paul, so Paul Ironwood's my guy. And I'll tell you this, I've now, this is how there's been three different women that I've asked about Paul Hollywood. I'm like, he's really good looking. Right. And they've all said, Nope. Um, my ex, uh, what that's, I watched it at her house and she's like, nah, he doesn't do it for me. I'm just, I don't know what it is, which is, which would be the one person she never told me was good looking. Shockingly, <laughs> normally, normally she'd be like, yeah, no hot. And I'd be like, what? Um, and then, uh, you know, this, uh, a person that it was very nice that I'm kind of, uh, friendly with now I, I showed on Thanksgiving week. I was like, Hey, this guy, and I was like, Hey, he's like really good looking. Right. She's like, nah, I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, you know, the thing is he's kind of arrogant and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, but that, that flies. That's the thing. And she's like, well, maybe it's his confidence or something that you're responding to. And I'm like, I don't know, man. How, how do you ditch me on Paul Hollywood for fuck's sake? Uh, but then yesterday I was here at the, uh, at the house and our friend Michelle was in town and Michelle came to my place to watch some uh, TV because we were going to go to a movie. And then it turned out we were like, ah, and she's like, well, maybe we can watch a movie at your place. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Then we got some barbecue and I know keto. I just ate brisket and brisket chili and some collard greens. Uh, and that's what's put me into ketosis. Oh, my head is, it just feels like it's filled with cotton and grossness. Uh, but from what I understand, that's good, right? That turns it around. <laughs> so she was like, uh, so she's watching it with me and we wound up watching like fucking five episodes. Like we marathon. Actually, she fell asleep. She fell asleep on the couch. Uh, and I would wake her up to watch the judging sometimes, but, uh, but I, but not, I didn't let her go to sleep before I said, Hey, this guy's really, really good looking. Right. I paused it. I actually paused it. I go, let me ask you something. Is this guy really good looking? She's like, eh. I'm like, what? She's, I don't know. Yeah. You just, I don't know. It's not a thing. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just queer for the dude. I have no fucking idea. But it, but the fact that I would ask three different chicks who and I, you know, I just assumed. And also, uh, uh, two of those chicks are banging me. So I mean, that that's really that's way out of the fucking realm of possibility that they wouldn't like that fucking guy. Uh, but yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I I, I was happy. So the Michelle was, you know, a perfectly. Uh, how do I put this? The uh, she's just a. This is her first experience with the baking show. Her first experience, just and the same thing with uh, the girl who was here over Thanksgiving. This is their first. Well, I mean, I guess the same thing for my fucking ex too. They didn't, nobody saw this. Guy. What if they did? What if all three of them had been seeing him privately, lusting after him? And then when I introduced them to him, they were like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." Uh, but no, last night she was just like, "Yeah, I don't know." He's and and I explained. I was like, "I." I even said to her, "I go maybe it's projection." Like, but my fucking because I'd like to dress like that or whatever. She was like, "I don't know," but I don't see it, you know, and. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is because I tell you about how I'm able to separate people from the things that they do for, for their persona or the things that they bring me and that, and that I enjoy, you know, you take what you, you take what you need and you leave the rest, but they should never have taken the very best that, that you know, when that happened, that was the night they drove old Dixie down. The people were singing. They went, <laughs> you know how David Lee Roth would sing that? <laughs> oh, it's David Lee Roth fucking whale singing on stage. Hold on, I'm going to drink some water because my head's going to fall apart from ketosis. Ah, oh, Christ. So Paul Hollywood is the fucking guy, right? So... I've been watching it on Netflix and then I'm like, well, you know, cause I'm watching old episodes, man, because it's, it's been on for fucking seven years or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and I'm just now getting into being able to see these old shows because they were on PBS, but then they weren't. 
and, uh, and I'm jumping into seasons, whatever. So, uh, I'm like, I want to see what's going on now. Cause I know that there was a thing where they moved channels and then Sue and, and, uh, Mary, Sue and Mary left Merrill. I don't want to say Merrill, but I say Mary, they left as well as, Oh, Mary Berry left Mary Berry left because, uh, you know, they were like loyal to channel four or whatever the fuck or loyal to the BBC, whatever. And then Paul Hollywood is like, fuck that. I'll take a billion dollars. That's fine because they knew they needed one person from the baking show. So once Sue and Mary and, and the other Mary or whatever the fuck said, no, they went to Paul Hollywood. They go, we will give you all of their money. And he's like, that's fine. I'm in. He said, that's fine. It's overworked. Um, I can't do his Scottish voice, but he's Scottish. So, uh, so I wanted to Google it and see like what was going on and how many seasons there were with them and Mary Berry, whatever the fuck. But I also didn't want to give away the winners of certain, certain seasons. You know what I mean? Eh, terrible. But I Googled Paul Hollywood and I know you're thinking, well, Mike, you were just jerking off to the guy. Shut up. Uh, don't make me come to your house with a sack of mice. Um, I, I Google the fucking guy and what's he doing with himself these days? Well, he's sure he's back on fucking baking show, but he came to America a while ago to do like, I guess they did an American baking show. I think I even watched it and it was hosted by a chick from food network and Paul, uh, Paul Hollywood. But then when I Google Paul Hollywood dudes, does it do it? Do I get uh, stories about crullers? No. Do I get a story about a nice Danish coffee cake? No. Do I find a story about rye bread? No. I find out that Paul Hollywood fucking railed the chick from the great American baking show while he was still married. Cause again, it's England. They're going to find that shit out. And this is like five years ago, whatever the fuck. So he, he bangs the shit out of the fucking chick from the American baking show. And then he's married. He's married like 23 years. And then he goes back to his wife and he's like, I'm sorry. She was overworked. And, uh, and the wife's like, all right, no problem. And, and the wife's like, I'll take you back, which you know what? Good for her. Good for Mrs. Hollywood. Cause you know what I do at that point? I Billy Joel the shit out of that guy. I say goodbye to Hollywood. But no, he comes back and the wife takes him in. And then the tabloids have a field day with the fact that Paul Hollywood is railing fucking American pussy. And everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck, man? You're a beloved judge. And he's like, eh, whatever. I'm sorry. And he apologizes to the wife. And then I see there's a tabloid story. Cause I mean, I, again, that's the first thing that comes up. And then I scroll down and it turns out that's from like two years ago. And now fucking Paul Hollywood leaves his wife of 25 years now or 23 or whatever the fuck he leaves her. And, and to fuck, he's banging like a 23 year old barmaid or a 22 year old barmaid. And they got a picture of her. And she looks like, like if, if, if the real housewives of Beverly Hills formed a Voltron, that's what this fucking chick looks like, but young, just like just giant cannon fucking tits and, and huge backyard shelf and just the whole fucking thing. A giant Lucite heels. Like, I mean, she's just walking with him and I'm like, oh man. And I mean, you know what? Good for Paul Hollywood, I suppose. Even though you're a shitbag, you got a fucking wife. What the fuck are you doing? And believe me, I'm not one to talk. I've done the same dumb shit. But and I and I get it. If you know, if you got money, then different kind of pussy shows up, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's like they always say: rock stars and athletes have like deals with their wives and whatever. So they and then and that's how it's supposed to fucking swing. But but Jesus, you wouldn't think that a baker would have that deal with his wife, right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't think that some guy who's who's making fucking tweels and zweebacks would be like, Hey, I get to rail any pussy that I want. And you'll stick around. Right. Is that cool? And she's like, yeah, no problem. Just keep bringing in the dough, buddy. That's fine. Oh, the dough. Oh fuck. I can't believe I said that, but you know what I mean? But yeah, just keep coming in with all the cash. And, uh, 
And it was it was fucking embarrassing reading it. And then, you know, then they're dealing with the wife and she's like, I, did, I never thought Paul would leave. You know, she's got some fucking sad sob story that she sold to the tabloids. And like, I hope he got half. Of, she got half his fucking money. But but at the same time, will this affect the way I watch him eat a fucking cupcake? No. Will, it, will this affect the way I watch him eat a Bakewell tart? It's it's floating in the back of my mind. Like I said, it's it's. I, I don't I can certainly separate these things and enjoy the work that they do and not think about their personal lives and how fucking terrible they are. But at the same time, it's still fucking it's like Howard Stern did the same thing to me, man, with Howard fucking Stern and Letterman. Letterman was banging fucking interns or whatever the fuck in some secret broom closet. It was funny. The story was Leno hid in a broom closet to listen in at NBC meetings. and Everybody's like, what a fucking dick. And then it came out that Letterman was railing interns in a broom closet. Everybody's like, oh, Dave, you shouldn't have done that, buddy. And then he apologized. And he's like, cool. I don't know, man. That should have stuck to him a little bit more, probably. Although he's trying to make amends now, and that's good for him. But these, these, I, you know, the fact that I, I, I want to separate this kind of stuff from anybody. What the fuck was I talking about? Who was I going with? I went with Hollywood and fucking, and then uh, Letterman, Leno. What the? I didn't even know what the fuck it was. Oh, Stern. Fuck. I saw Private Parts, man. I read the book. I used to listen to Howard in Chicago, and he had his his W O R show was on in Chicago for a while, and. uh I was on board. I was like, this fucking guy's funny. I mean, did I, you know, did I like everything he did? No, because he did a lot of fucking dumb shit with a lot of the whack packers and Beetlejuice and all that fucking dumb shit. But at the same fucking time, look, for me doing this show for an hour to two hours every single week, usually two, but, but sometimes an hour, whatever the fuck that guy's doing four hours of fucking radio a day. That is fucking hard. I don't get any look. He's got Fred and Robin and whatever the fuck, I, but, but still it's hard as fuck to do. He's got a writing staff and everything, but it's very difficult. So I, and, and for him to constantly be putting out content, becoming number one and fucking driven and hardcore and fucking trying to, and I, I dug it, man. And the best part of it was he did terrible things on the air. And then in his book and in his movie, he sold you that, he was a family man with his wife, Allison. And you're like, that's fucking cool. I mean, it's, you know, he's doing fucking lesbian dial a date and fucking fake gargling semen and all this other dumb shit that he did on the air. And then he goes home to his wife and, and also his wife was with him through all the fucking, she was there in Detroit. She was there in the, every fucking bad market. Every time he's sleeping in a car, every time, all that shit, she fucking traveled from city to city. And in the movie and in the book, he says, she, she's the only reason I kept going. She just kept me fucking going. And then the movie comes out and, uh, I think it's six months later. He's banging Linda Evangelista. <laughs> it's like, what, what, or Angie Everhart or one of those fucking chicks. And it's like, wait, whoa, 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 dude. One of the reasons you were palatable. One of the reasons that, that we were willing to give you a pass for, for doing voiceovers of your dead aborted fetus was because the wife was on board and everything was fine. Now, look, maybe she left him and that's cool too, but it, but it still made me just kind of go, oh man, what the fuck? Like, and again, it's because we all want all of our fucking entertainers to be friends. I wish Dave and Eddie were the fucking best friends. I wish Letterman and Leno were best friends. I wish Howard and Allison were still together, all that kind of shit. I mean, it's, it's just in your brain, in your mind's eye, you, you, you root for their happiness individually and together. And then when you see it kind of just fucking go the other way and look, maybe they're both happy now. He marries a chick 25 years is, is younger than him. That's good for him. Good for the 25 year younger chick. Maybe I'm sure Allison's very busy with her and she got a hundred million dollars. I'm sure. And she's probably happy. Um, it's like when Eddie divorced, got divorced from Valerie. Like I was fucking mad. 
and and this is completely true. Like Valerie Bertinelli's had, she's got a sec, a third career, I guess you would even say, where she's like a Food Network person now. So she like hosts these dumbass fucking kids baking shows and shit. But then she has her own show, and it's like, hey, let's go to Val's Kitchen, whatever the fuck. So she's she's cooking, and that's fine. It's awesome. Wolf's been on a couple of them. He'll like walk into the kitchen and be like, hey, ma, or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, oh, dude, I love it. I love Valerie. I love Wolf. I'm glad they're doing this. But then, like, she's had some episodes where like her new husband is on. And, uh, you know what? Fuck you, man. Who do you think you are? That's Eddie's wife. Get the fuck off. Get off. Get off Eddie's dick, man. That's fucking Eddie Van Halen's wife. And this guy's like, you know, he's bald. He he looks every second of his age. Like, like Eddie's aged really well. And Valerie has aged well too. And they just look like they should be together. Right. Don't they? They just look like if you, if you wanted to have like a custom thing for the top of your wedding cake, it would be a little Eddie Van Halen and a little Valerie Bertinelli. They look perfect together. And then, you know, he probably did a million pounds of Coke and drank and fucking ran through pussy from fucking Connecticut to California. And she was like, hey, you know what? I'm done. And she fucking moved on. They had one beautiful son who they've raised and done a really good job with. And Eddie hit the skids for a few years, but now he's got his new wife, Janie. And you know what's funny? Like, I'm not mad at Janie. I'm not mad at Janie at all for, for marrying Eddie. If anything, I'm happy that Eddie's got somebody to take care of him. But on the other fucking side of the coin, I'm like, hey, this motherfucker who's... Because also, maybe because I had my own crush on Valerie as a kid. So maybe I'm mad at that guy for not only... Maybe like, did I have a shot when Eddie left? Of course not. That never fucking happened. But at the same time, this fucking guy, Eddie's not your... Your fucking Val's not yours, man. Back off. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're, you're a fucking investment firm idiot or hedge fund or whatever the fuck you do with your life. I don't even know. He could be a sculptor or a constructor. I don't know what the fuck he is. Maybe he's a sculptor. Eh, then again, no, I don't know what the fuck he does, but keep your hands off the fucking merchandise, man. Val's 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 Eddie's and Eddie is Val's Janie. You back off too. I don't really care. Janie, you can go ahead and be married to Eddie, but you fucking and his name, you know, he's got some, he's like Bobby Gabagool or some, she's some fucking crazy Italian guy. Salvatore Tetrazzini and uh, fuck you, Salvatore Tetrazzini. Let your hands off Bertinelli. Valerie went straight for the fucking Italian guy. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Anthony Ravioli. Hey, hey, hey how you doing, Val? I, you know, I'm going to fucking do you one day at a time. <laughs> Shut up. Leave her alone, man. She's pure. You fucking dick. Uh, infuriating. I won't lie. Makes me very angry. Makes all of us very angry. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Amidst all of this rat cannons and David Lee Roth and fucking fuck you, uh, Anthony Ravioli and everybody else in the fucking business. Uh, I was going to tell you a thing that I saw on Facebook that was the thing that that just defined social media and where we're at now. And it just it just <laughs> somebody posted on Facebook and and uh and, and again, Facebook is a wasteland. I know you're tired of hearing me say it, but it's like, it's that and Twitter are just, I like, I'll stare at it. And then I'm just going, what are you doing? Like, why do you fucking care? Cause it used to be like on Twitter, you used to be able to get a job out of it sometimes. Like if you were funny on Twitter, you'd get noticed, but now every, everybody's trying to be fucking funny on Twitter and on fucking Facebook. It's all they're doing. So, but, but listen to this. Like I just said, if you just if you like something, that's cool. That's all you should just like stuff, man. I can't like all these Star Wars fucks. I can't 
it's not important enough to me to wind up in fights over it. But there are people who are just like they. I know there are people who are like, I love it. It's the best ever. And then there are people like Poe and Finn. And then there's people like Rilo Ken. And I'm like, I okay, good for all of you. I hope you love that kind of stuff, man. But I just, uh, I mean, I have I have a friend who has literally posted about it every day. Posted about Star Wars, posted about the Mandalorian, won't stop talking about it, won't stop going on and on about what they should have done and they did this and they could have done that and whatever the fuck. And then I see all these people like last time they were all mad at the Asian chick because she was like all of a sudden a hero. And then and look, I hated her, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't hate her because she was Asian. I just hated her because she was a janitor. And then all of a sudden she's in the fucking mission. It's like, what the fuck? She's they got her garden space pods. Then she punches Finn in the chest. And the next thing you know, she's in a space casino in a fancy dress and going, ha, ha, ha. I mean, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck. Nobody wants to see this. You know, I I mean, I, and, and not even again, I don't give a fuck because she's Asian. It's just that all of a sudden there's just like a chick tagging along for that. And again, not that she's a chick. It's just like some she was nobody. That's the point. She was a fucking nobody. She was literally working in the bowels of the ship. And then because she pushed foe, foe, pin, pin, foe, poe, fin, whatever the fuck, she pushed him to the ground. All of a sudden, everybody's like, you're in the fucking army now. You're the new Leia. And she's like, all righty. And then they went to a fucking space casino and everybody else ran out of gas and whatever the fuck. So then I hear they make this new movie. And everybody was pissed the last movie because, you know, she was in it. Well, now everybody's pissed because she's not in this one. Like, I see all these people who are just like, uh can't believe they did Rose like that. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Now, like, I'm spoiling and I don't mean to spoil. This isn't that much of a spoiler. I read a thing that said that she's in the movie for 90 seconds. And, like, they introduce her sister and her sister does more stuff than she does in this movie. And that that's just that's just shitbaggery of the highest order. You know what that is? That's just the, the franchise rebooting itself and going, oh, you didn't like the Asian? No problem. You know what I mean? Like, they're not fucking with the cash cow. They're just going to go, hey, you know what? Fuck you, chopsticks. You're out of this fucking joint. Let's get your sister in here. Oh, your sister is remarkably white. You know, and I look, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know if the sister's white. I'm just saying that it just it just smacks of desperation for them to go ahead and marginalize a character with such a huge part of the last one. And, and I haven't seen the new one yet because, I mean, like I said, I have some people who loved it. And I have some people who, are, who want to fight it like I wouldn't and I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt if some guy went up and punched the screen or he was mad. And again, and I'll tell you what, if you right now, if anybody uses the phrase, oh, man, they fucking ruined my childhood with this new Star Wars. You you should just do me a favor. Go outside and hitchhike. Nobody does that anymore. OK, because you look like a murderer. But that's OK. Do it, because eventually either the cops are going to pick you up and throw you in jail forever for being a murderer or you're going to get picked up by a fucking murderer. Either way, we don't need you anymore. Go get rid of yourself. Go jump in the hole with Cosby. That's, that's what I say, because if you're going to say, oh, they ruined my childhood with this new Star Wars. Guess what? You fucking dick. This is the ninth movie. Not, and not, not only the ninth movie, but there's like a thousand books and comic books and fucking Funko Pops and and fucking songs and, and also sonnets. There's, there's all sorts of poems about Star Wars. And uh, and nobody ruined. Go find the shit you like. Don't be like, hey, they ruined my childhood with this. Hey, no, no, go watch the other ones. Go watch Luke when he was young. Go deal with the trash monster. And and don't get cocky, kid, and all that other bullshit. Go watch Chewbacca get ignored as the UX get medals or whatever the fuck happened. Go watch all that dumb stuff. Go watch the pod race again in circles fucking forever. But don't, don't, it's the ninth one. I can news for you. It's no longer your childhood, man. If you, if you can say you saw all nine fucking Star Wars movies in the theater, you are far too old to have your childhood ruined by anything other than fucking ovarian cancer or maybe stomach cancer or prostate cancer or any other cancer with a qualifier before. Just cancer, period. You know what? doesn't need to be anywhere else. 
Just a big bag of fucking cancer could fall on you from a great height like a piano and a fucking Laurel and Hardy short. You'll fucking just get... <laughs> what if that happened? Uh, you know what? There's some workmen, and they've got a big pulley system just to put a big bag of cancer on the top floor. You're just walking around minding your own business in old-timey Boston. What happens? A dog barks. A guy jumps. He drops the rope. Boom! A giant bag of cancer falls on you like a piano, and you just lay there like... Wah, 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 wah. All right. That, you know what? what uh, all right, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to put this out at you right now. If you had your choice, bag of cancer falls on you from a great height. Shot in the face with a rat cannon. What do you say? Rat blast? Rat blast or cancer fall? What do you What do you pick? What do you choose, baby? Rat blast or cancer fall? I demand to know. The lines are open right now. I don't know, man. Oh, so I didn't even fucking tell you. So, all right, so... <laughs> this show has been on so long and and I just I'm trying to guard against it just being me bitching even though you'll say hey fuck you for 12 years it's been you bitching but but creatively and there's and there's stories too mixed in but right now the only story I have is I'm trying to get into ketosis and I think I'm there so I've spent the last week literally I mean since January 1st dudes I have done, I've done cardio. Uh, I did cardio over the first, second, and third. I skipped the fourth and fifth. And uh, I backslid on the weekend, but then I'm back. I've, I've done, I'm up to two miles a day. I've done four, four days in a row. I've done two miles a day. Um, in addition to lifting super hard and then eating real food, like real. I went shopping, dudes. I went shopping today. You know what? You know what's in my fridge right now? Fucking chicken thighs and fucking sirloin tips and a lamb steak and some pork chops. And I bought fucking asparagus and broccoli and cauliflower and, and uh, avocados and tomatoes and cucumbers and fucking macadamia nuts. And that's all you can eat, man. It's all you shit you can eat. You can't have anything else. Just all that stuff, man. And, uh, and I'm excited. You know, the one thing I haven't done yet is cook. Oh, and I bought eggs, too. I got a bunch of eggs and mozzarella cheese and bacon. Um, I gotta tell you the Facebook thing. I'm gonna fucking forget it. <laughs> when I talk about people, this this is what this is social media. Like, if anybody asked me, you know, I, I, like it's a mad, 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 mad world. I said if I if if aliens came to Earth and I wanted to show them what comedy was, I would show them the scene with Dick Sean at his house with the phone ringing. Okay, we all know this. Uh, ice cream thirty one flavors, and we like tutti fruity best. I call them ice cream Joe. Uh, but, but if aliens came to earth and they wanted to know what social media was, I would literally show them this thing that I saw on Facebook. And I I want to, I, you know what? I thought great hat was the quintessential Facebook post when the guy was moaning and crying about his dead fucking girlfriend or whatever the fuck. And that guy's like, great hat. That's, that still might be the champion, but this, this, I have to admit is a close second. Um, it's different categories though. That's along the lines of the people just crying out in the night for fucking acceptance or love or whatever the fuck. And people just going, yeah, whatever. Uh, but this is, this is a different form of social media and you'll recognize it right when I say it. Um, this guy posted, Hey, has anyone ever tried the beyond tacos from Del Taco? I think they're pretty good. Pretty straightforward. You got a question? Uh, he's trying to find some common ground with anybody on his friend list. He's uh, he's reaching out there with and not only this, he's told you what he's done. 
He's asked if you've, if you've ever tried them, if you like them and he enjoys them. That's all he's, you know what he's doing? He's just, he's looking for human contact. He's just sitting in the dark in his house. Perhaps he had just finished a beyond taco. Perhaps it was still gestating in his belly. The tortilla, the cheese, the lettuce, the tomato, the plant, the fake plant-based meat that eventually we're all going to find out is bad for us and we're all going to die because we're, we're, we're all in Snowpiercer eating those fucking protein cubes and going, hmm, this is great. It's beyond food. <laughs> okay, good for you. You know what it used to be? People, Soylent Taco, Beyond Green. Uh, so this fuckhead, why is he a fuckhead? I mean, he's a nice guy. I don't even know him. I've never met this guy. You might even be listening now. If you've posted this and you recognize yourself, please know that I'm on your side. And you know who I'm angry with? I'm angry with your friend. Yes, you know who he is. You already know the, you know what? If you've, if you're you and you know, this is you, uh, please excuse yourself. You don't need to hear the rest of this. Cause I'm about to fucking drop an anvil on your fucking friend's head. Uh, but literally this person just posted on Facebook. Uh, Hey, has anyone tried the beyond tacos from Del Taco? I think they're pretty good. And then he continued to skip down the street in the sunshine, petting dogs and saying hi to babies and children, being a friendly person and a good member of his community. And all he wanted to do was reach out for a tiny bit of, again, he's got, he's got a, he's got a beyond taco rolling around in his belly right there. And he's, he's full of happiness. He just tried something new for the first time ever. And he loves it. He's got to share it with the public. But not only this, it wasn't like a bragging thing. He wasn't like, Hey man, I got a beyond taco and fuck you. It was like, hey, man, I like these things. Have you ever tried them? Because I think they're pretty good. Hey, man, you know what? I tried something today that I enjoyed. Hey, let me share this moment of joy that I had today. I had a a taco that I'd never thought I'd try. You know what? I'm a 37-year-old man. And never in my life did I think that they would make a beef substitute out of plants that tasted just like a goddamn beef. And yet they dice it up and throw it on tacos. Like, look, if you made me some kind of fucking beef Wellington... And then at the end of the, I ate it, you were like, that was horse, but it still was delicious. I'd have to admit it was delicious. I wouldn't like you fooling me like that. But now I get the choice. I can go to, I can go to a fucking Del Taco and I can have a delightful chopped ground beef. I could have a chicken, uh, wawafita or whatever the fuck they have, uh, a crunch wrap. Perhaps I can have any number of Supreme things at Taco Bell or I'm sorry, at Del Taco. Uh, but but instead, I chose the Beyond Taco, and I like it. I enjoyed it. It tasted good. Has anyone else out there tried it? And within a minute, because the time posts are on Facebook, within a minute, somebody posted. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. I have to see it because I have to get it right because I have to make sure that I read it exactly the way it is because it just, I love it so much. Within one minute. A guy swooped in and just wrote seven words. This guy just wanted to know if anybody else out there had had the same sort of human experience as him. And then his friend swooped in and wrote, Del Taco is trash. Taco Bell forever. I mean, dudes, the the guy, there was no poll. There was no, he was not taking a show of hands. He literally asked, has anyone tried this? I think they're pretty good. This motherfucker comes in with a goddamn mace, 
like a spiked mace swinging it over his head like fucking Sir Lancelot and just smashes his buddy in the face. He's got a Taco Bell mace and he smashes him right in his fucking beyond Taco Del Taco stomach and drops him to his knees. He didn't say, hey, does anybody out there like Del Taco or do you like or what do you think about this? Is you know food wars? None of this bullshit. He's like, hey, man, anybody ever tried these tacos? I think they're pretty good. And he didn't even you know what? There wasn't even the courage of his convictions in that. He wasn't like, they're the fucking best tacos ever. Fuck you if you don't like them. You know what? Here, eat my Beyond Fist if you don't care for these fucking tacos, you motherfuckers. No. He gently asked. He was like a he was like a fawn. He was like a, a little fawn in the forest. And you, you, you're standing there with a handful of cracked corn, just dry corn. And you're holding it out there. And the fawn is like, coming up. My fucking, my sniffing sounds like an old school typewriter. Whenever anybody's typing at an old typewriter, I got a Smith Corona nose. All right. Uh, that's, you know, that's me. You know, here, this is me typing. I'm going to do this. That's me typing. Uh, has anyone tried the Beyond Tacos? Uh, ketosis. What have you done to my face? Uh, he was a gentle fawn in the forest. And he was just he was just looking to nibble your corn. That dude just wanted to nibble your fucking corn. And the other dude held out a handful of corn and then just fucking swung his mace and smashed that dude in the fucking head. He hit him with a fucking Taco Bell Chalupa branded baseball bat and dropped him right there in the fucking Taco Wars. Why? What's the fucking issue, man? It's just, but that's what I mean. There's no, there's no conversations anymore. It's just bullshit. And it's people freaking out over shit that they don't want to fucking really freak out about, but they do because they think they're supposed to. I don't fucking know. There was, did you see the, there was a church shooting like fucking two weeks ago, whatever the fuck. I don't know what it was. And, and they showed a clip. There's like a 45 second clip. All right. So there's a church and everybody's praying. And there's some fucking jittery asshole in a trench coat. And like, I got news for you, man. I don't give a fuck if you're at a car dealership, a fucking Del Taco, a Taco Bell, or a church. If you see jittery asshole in trench coat, nothing good's about to happen. Nothing at all. This dude looks like fucking Dave Chappelle being a junkie on his show in the old days. Just scratch Tyrone Biggums or whatever the fuck scratching his neck. And this is what this dude was doing. He's like scratching his neck. He's looking around. You're like, oh, man, he gets up and he kind of jitterbugs around a little bit. And on the other side of the room, there's a fucking security guard. Okay, it's a church. And, uh, you know, fucking fake Dylan Klebold gets up and Columbine's around the fucking room for a little bit. And people are praying. And I will say this, man, it's like a 50 second clip. And and there's no sound. But like, I don't know if the preacher's talking or if the people are just praying in silence or if they've, is this the handshake part or the, or everybody's got to give money. I don't fucking know, man. I've been to church. They give everybody the fucking, uh, everybody gets the body of Jesus. They get the fucking chow down on that, get to sip some wine out of the cup. Uh, and then everybody fucking does their, their peace be upon you fucking handshake thing. That's right. I've been, no, I'm, no, I'm not a complete heathen. So this fucking guy. He stands up and he's, and he's doing like, and he, again, you know, he's trouble because everybody else has got their head bowed talking to Jesus. And this guy's doing a Chuck Berry duck walk on the back of the church. It's like, all right, well, this guy's going to be a problem. And security guards frosty, you know, you can just stand in there and he's not, he's not tipping anything off. So then fucking, you know, the, the, the fake Klebold gets up and he walks over to the door. And I will say this, he kind of fiddles with the door. 
And my speculation is that he locked the door. That was what I was thinking is that maybe he locked the door Chaz Palminteri style. So he's like, now you can't leave. Say hi to your Jesus because I'm about to fucking smoke you idiots. So he stands up and kind of fiddles with the door and then he pulls out a rifle or a, I don't know what the fuck it was, a shotgun. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. It's a long gun. Doesn't look like the best gun for a church shooting. And I don't want to know that uh, that I have an opinion on that. But wouldn't you want to pull out like, wouldn't you want to just fuck it? If you're going to look, if you're going to shoot up a bunch of fucking people, don't you want to go boondock saints two-fisted? Don't you want to reach into both sides of your coat and just like pull out two fucking guns, and just start spraying everybody with lead. But if you got to pull something out, that's got a scope on it. You might as well have a musket. You know what I mean? Just fucking sit down and hold on everybody. Please be terrified. I'm going to jam this ball deep into the recesses of this giant tube and I can blast a hole through one of you. You see, I, I, I like to keep it old school with my fucking mass murders because in, in that I don't want them to be mass. I just want to kill one of you before you get to me. Uh, and that's basically what this fucking guy does because he turns around, he's got the fucking gun and, and this is the weird, like, I can't figure out what happened. Like one guy sees it and like ducks immediately. And another guy stands up, but like, he doesn't like, not in a good way. Not like, ha ha to say, here I come to save the day. He's not mighty mouse. He just fucking kind of, it looked almost to me sadly. And I don't mean to laugh. Like he was getting up to go to the bathroom. He's like, oh man, this sermon has got me a little bam fucking. And he gets blasted. He's wasted. That guy gets dropped, right? So he's the guy who gets shot because he stood up and he stood. I will tell you this. Another thing. Again, I'm, this is just from my many years of hearing about school shootings, unfortunately, and also from seeing movies. When I said he fiddled with the door, I think he was locking the door so nobody could escape. And also he takes the fucking rifle and he shoots at the, in the, in the general direction of the security guard. But for some reason, this dumb fuck stands up in front of the security guard and gets fucking planted. So that guy gets a fucking lead sandwich and he goes down and then jitterbug. Because like I said, if you got fucking if you got a a bunch of handguns, you just start fucking wailing, right? You just fucking keep firing. And this guy didn't have an AR-15 or anything. At least I don't think he did. It just it just looked like some old timey fucking like like he was going to shoot a nine point buck. Not a deer imagery in this fucking show. So he he, but he so then he kind of. He shoots the first dude and then he doesn't cower or just spray the whole room. Then he kind of, he reconnoiters over to where he's going to start boogieing down the fucking again, because he's totally got that. He, he's just, when I say jitterbug and, and duck walking, I mean, it really looks like that to me. And then he kind of tiptoes over by the wall and the security guard now is like, he's got to be 40 feet away, 50 feet away. I don't know. It, it's far. And this motherfucking security guard pulls a gun and he just fucking Jackson Pollock's the wall with this guy's brains. He it, this because this jitterbug gets up, checks the door, shoots a guy, does a fucking spin move, and security when he he pulls on him and just just puts one in his fucking head and drops him, man. And uh, and that dude goes down like he was shot, and then he's laying on the ground bleeding out. And uh, and and I will say this too: he shot that one dude and. There was no stampede like people didn't get up and freak out like I think they were still trying to process it. It was weird to see an actual school shooting or church shooting happen in real fucking time because everybody just kind of some people got up and kind of ran and some people kind of moved or just ducked. But they were, you know, they didn't know what the fuck to do. But the security guard puts this guy in the fucking ground, man, from distance. It was gorgeous. And this dude hits the fucking floor. And then all of a sudden, I mean, out of the crowd comes like fucking 
nine, nine extras from a, you know what it looked like? (laughs) It looked like someone, someone sent a bowling team over armed, like an armed bowling team. That's what it looked like. It's all of a sudden it's like eight old men with handguns just kind of approaching the corpse and you, you could palpably feel how disappointed they were that they weren't going to get to shoot this guy. You know what I mean? It just, you could just feel it. Cause again, it was Texas or whatever the fuck. So it's open carry it's open carry in a church because you know, why not? You know, the, the, the Jesus already got three holes in them. You're not going to fucking do any worse damage to him. So bring your gun. So they fucking, they, they, you know, this guy goes down and then all of a sudden these fucking fat old dudes come creeping up with their handguns out and people are screaming, whatever the security guards just fucking chilling in the back. And uh, it is it is an amazing piece of tape because I'll tell you what that fucking security guard is a fucking hero, a hero, man. It's a shame the first guy got clipped, but that dude puts him down in like fucking four seconds. And also he had to fucking Bernie Kosar, this asshole. He didn't that guy wasn't standing still. He's doing he's doing the fucking walking like an Egyptian down to the fucking altar. And this guy plants him from distance while he's on the move. He led the receiver with a bullet and fucking spray down all over the wall and left the Rorschach blot. It was gorgeous. So that, which is fine. You know, nobody wants shootings in churches and shit like that. It's fucking terrible, but you got a security guard there. He takes care of business. He fucking unloads on that dude. It's over, which is fine. That's it. It's, and unfortunately it's a common occurrence in this country. We got church shootings, whatever fuck supermarket shootings, whatever the fuck. It's funny. It's like in the old days, you'd watch Cobra with sliced alone. And he'd go to a grocery store. There's a dude with a shotgun just shooting people for no reason. And Cobra's like, I got to take this guy out. When in reality, you know, back then that was like an anomaly. Everybody's like, what the fuck? There's a guy with a shotgun at the grocery store. Now you're just like, eh, what the fuck's it Wednesday? But the video comes out and shows what happens. And, uh, and there's this weird again, because nobody can just fucking admit shit or nobody can just fucking stand down and just go, Oh, well, yeah, no, this is, this happened. No, everybody's got to have a fucking opinion. So sure enough, there's a, there's a bunch of people who are like, ha ha libs, take that. See what happens when a good guy with a gun shows up, he fucking cleans house. And you know, I'll tell you what, that guy would have been turned into Swiss fucking cheese and be fucking cause he, you know, open carry. There's eight other dudes. Ah, ha ha. Take that libs. Second amendment guns. Bang, bang. And then on the other side, there's a bunch of people going, Oh, it's, it's terrible that there's so many people with guns in a church. And and then it's awful that one guy, you know, isn't it terrible that there's a church shooting? It's so awful. And, you know, yes, maybe there were other people there with guns and, but it doesn't matter. It's still one person died. And isn't that terrible? Or two people died and the perpetrator and, and they're mad that there was a shooting in a church and they're like, ah, these shootings won't stop. And then the other guys are like, ha ha, we fucked that guy up because a good guy with a gun. And I, I don't. Like, here's another thing, too. Like, the guys on the, the gun guys are all like, ha ha, see, libs, a good guy with a gun fucking did it. And, and, like, none of us, I don't think anybody was really saying that this was stupid. They were they were sad that there was a shooting in a church, okay? Nobody was saying, uh, wow, how shitty that that guy had a gun to plant him. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that, that fucking, like, if you came at me, I'd be just like, that security guard's a hero. He's a fucking hero. He fucking unloaded on that dude from distance with one shot and put him the fuck down. Because when you want to come at me with your good guy with a gun knowledge and all that bullshit, and that's fine. All right, good. Yeah, as long as there's a security guard. Because then I read about the security guard. He was like a 20-year vet. He's a sharpshooter. He's trained like with cops and fucking military and shit. So that guy knew what he was doing. That's fine. 
If you got one dude like that at the supermarket, it's a shame that we have to do this. But if you got one dude, if you got a security guard who knows what the fuck he's doing at a supermarket or a Walmart or whatever the fuck, fine. That's awesome. I mean, I hope he doesn't have to pull his gun ever. Nobody wants that shit to fucking happen. But I, I got no problem with that if, if he's got to stop shit. My problem is is with the fucking the bowling team that shows up with their guns and think they're going to do the fucking job because they're not. That's the problem. It's going to turn into a fucking Wild West show. You know, if you got one guy who's a security guard and he's got a gun and I know you're like, well, what if he killed the security guard? Well, I, I mean, you can't you can't arm the fuck out of everybody, at least in my opinion. I don't think so. But but I guess I, I don't. If you think you feel safer when your fucking kid's substitute teacher has a fucking magnum in his fucking belt loop, then good for you. But that just seems like you're asking for fucking trouble, man. You know, we should presume that school shootings and church shootings aren't going to happen. We shouldn't just all be fucking armed to the teeth waiting to unload on somebody because they might do something fucking wrong. Because that's the issue. Everybody's like, they all, they're all like, ha ha, see, good guy with a gun. He stopped him right there. Well, that, that wasn't really a good guy with a gun, okay? That was a fucking 20-year, 25-year, 30-year trained guy who can sharpshoot, and he fucking saved the day because he's a security guard, former military, former whatever the fuck, and he's the guy you should trust. What I, what I don't care for is the cast of Cocoon wobbling up with their fucking revolvers and they're going to fucking do damage after the fact. Fuck you. That's the problem. The good guy with the gun should be military trained and he should be somebody who can handle himself. You guys all, that's the problem is under your premise. You think that some fucking buffoon in the crowd is going to have some weird ass fucking Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes robot arm where a Derringer springs out and he gets to drop on a guy. That's never going to fucking happen. If a guy comes up with a rifle, you got to have a security guard to put him the fuck down. But if you think that everybody else in the fucking crowd armed to the teeth is going to help anything other than them shooting one another in a goddamn end of Reservoir Dogs Mexican standoff style, you're, you're fucking sadly mistaken. Ugh. Yes, I know. Write me notes about guns and fuck all. I don't I don't care. I don't care about any of it. I just don't. Hey, and also give me a break, man. I'm in, I'm in ketosis. I'm in so much ketosis right now. <laughs> I'm eating fucking meat. Like a dumb fuck. Uh, I I ate a fucking keto bowl from Takaya. I went to, I went to Sweet Greens and got a steak salad. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and and I, I even tonight, you know. I I there are moments still. Like I said, I'm working. I'm efforting at being better. It's the first week of January, first ten days, whatever the fuck. I'm fine, but but even tonight, I was trying to avoid work. Like I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? I'm just staring at the computer screen. And one of the things I did to avoid work was I would eat. And that's one of the reasons I've spiraled up into being such a fucking fatso now. So I'm like, I'm, I, I, I literally was sitting here and I'm like, man, just go to the store, get a chocolate bar. Just go. It's like being, it's, it's, it's being a junkie, man. It just is. It, it, it is the same thing. There's cravings and thoughts. And I like to think that I can just turn that shit off and I can just go, oh, I'm fine. Let's go and just be a fucking robot. I wish I could. I wish I could just walk away from all that shit and just go, I'm stronger than this. But right now, yeah, I still fucking, you find yourself going, eh, is this the move? I don't know. Should I? Maybe. And tonight I fucking agonized, man. I agonized. I, 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 cause all I had today to eat was I had leftover barbecue. She and I, yeah, Michelle and I got barbecue yesterday. And then tonight I had, cause I bought brisket chili and a quarter pound of brisket. And I, I ate the collard greens yesterday. So all I had today was my brisket, you know, half my brisket chili and half my brisket left over. And I ate that. And that's all I ate. And now 
I got the headache. I got the fucking stuffed nose and stuff. So everybody told me that's what ketosis was like. Now, I have strips that I can piss on to see if I really am in ketosis, uh, courtesy of our friend Tanya in Canada. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to go piss on a strip of paper right now. I don't know. This, is there ever a good time for that? I don't know. I'm going to go to bed eventually after I fucking post this show. And then tomorrow when I wake up and run two miles and then go lift. And maybe then when I come home, I'll piss on a swatch. Don't get old, man. Like I said, this show's been on forever. Remember when the old days when I used to talk about fighting people and all the dumb shit I'd done and fucking losing my mind and fucking crazy animal sex and all sorts of food and and I'm in ketosis and I'm eating collard greens and counting this and measuring that and I got a fucking my macros app and I'm keeping control of shit and I'm running and 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 and, and you know I I I want to do it. It makes sense. But then it also, you just go, well, you know, uh, don't you want to enjoy this or enjoy that or whatever? And it's like, I'd rather eat pussy than candy. I've talked about that a million fucking times. But, you know, I can hop in the car and have candy in five minutes. <laughs> pussy won't be here till February. So that's a little rough. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if, if it, if it, I, I, I don't know if pussy's keto, but I'm going to eat the fuck out of it and I get my chance. It seems like a weird thing to end on, but fuck it. I am. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm there, man. I'm there lurking to be followed. I'm also on Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that? Of course you did. Mike four zero Y O B is where you'll find me on there. Mike four zero Y O B at Instagram and Snapchat. Find me please. Our great friend, Ryan, Ryan Dirks. He is the, uh, the King. That seems like a, weird thing to proclaim him as, but he's very cool. And, uh, he does all the online stuff for the, well, not really all the web stuff, not online, all the behind the scenes. He crouches in my computer and he, he uses his Drupal wand and keeps me, uh, uh, afloat, I guess you can find him at Ryan Dirks. I'm sorry. Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Go ahead and be his friend and tell him you like him and tell him, uh, say hi to a sheep. Cause he's got plenty of those. He's got sheep. He's got cows. He's got all those motherfuckers on the farm. Go ahead and check them out, man. Uh, and then uh, our great friend David Hernandez does a bunch of cool ass stuff for this show. He does he does uh, music and he does uh, uh, voices sometimes and does the artwork. You want to find him? I'm sure you do. Go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and ask him to be your friend. And when you become his friend, you can go through his artwork that he's got there and you can see all of the cool ass characters he's created for this show. Uh, he's done profile art for this show. Uh, he's done timelines for this show. He does uh, different timelines and stuff for the Westside 86 Jokers page, which is the Mike Schmidt fan club on, on Facebook. You can join that as well. Um, but David's got cool ass artwork. You can stroll through, scroll, stroll through. How about scroll through uh, through all of his photos and uh, see the artwork there online. And also check out the fact that he's got a closed group. It's called This is Dumb, That's Dumb, I'm Dumb, You're Dumb. Uh, it has Band-Aid Johnny. He's, got, he's one of his fucking apostles. That's right. He's created a whole religion. He's created a whole bunch of people. He's got uh, uh, Porkchop Wilson is out there. He's a fucking steak guy. He's got uh, you know, the, the naked gash. That's the woman. I think that's what her call is. Her name is the naked gash. I, I, well, how do you even still listen to this fucking show? The naked gash. That's what came to my brain. I'm fried. Uh, ketosis. I blame ketosis. It's fucking with my brain. Uh, but he has all of these amazing things on the, the, the group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can find that group on Facebook and ask to join. He will send you three questions to answer 
Just answer the questions. Don't be a smartass. There's no reason to be a goddamn smartass. What's wrong with you people? That's why I'm here. I'm the fucking smartass. Listen to me once a week. I'll get you'll get your whole smartass quotient out. Or write me a note being a smartass. Don't fucking make Dave suffer through that. Although I mean, I mean, you're gonna go into meme land, so why not? I don't know. Do do what you want to do. Who the fuck cares? Um, whatever you do, just join the group. That's the most important thing of all. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You can see all these, uh, these, these creatures who have giant teeth and their skin is falling off. And some of them have boils. Uh, some of them have boils. Some of them have nipples. Some of them have boils on their nipples. It's fun. Join. I'm, I'm making it sound a lot harsher than it is, but please join. Uh, but go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, scroll through all of his artwork. And also, you know what, if you want to hire this man, you can do that. He paints in watercolors. He paints, uh, he paints in oils. He, uh, <laughs> he brings, he, he loves jelly. What's that song? He loves jelly. Is that the green? What the fuck is that? Flaming lips. Uh, he does all those things. So please find him and go ahead and hire him to hire and do some cool ass stuff for you. He's ready to do it. And also you can go to his website and check out a bunch of stuff that he did in the past. He's got all sorts of cool ass stuff on there too. Not only on Facebook does he have a bunch of artwork, but if you, if you look at the artwork on Facebook and you're not closed, then I doubt that that's the case. But if you look at it, you're like, Hmm, I am still on the fence. You're going to want to go to his fucking website and then, then you'll be closed completely because there's fucking amazing stuff on there. Go to his website, artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. That's what you say each time that I hold you this way. When I feel like this and I want to kiss you, baby, don't say don't. No. 
can't get over the fact that this show used to be about me punching shit and now i i'm i'm sad because i had a pork chop and it stuffed my nose up <laughs> weirdo don't get old man that's all i'm telling you and i know the other option isn't great either but don't die either i guess stay young at heart is that the message i'm trying to bring to you stay young at heart uh isn't that a dean martin song maybe uh by the way if you get old you'll reference dean martin songs on your podcast that'll happen uh all right do you are you you know what i will tell you this though when you get older you'll get sponsors do we have sponsors we do why of course we do as a matter of fact we've got the uh the always popular the lovely and talented fearful jesuit and the paranoid strain podcast available now in the itunes store a magnum opus if you will it is the uh the 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 podcast dealing with reality and it's uh, it is a informationally dense podcast that you're going to love because it's got music stings and Dana Unicorn and uh, Dr. J. Dr. J's involved. Here's my favorite thing. Dr. J in the middle of the show. He, uh, not, not even in the middle. Fuck. It's, it's literally in the first hour. He just gets to talk for like 15 minutes. You know, he's, he's fucking doing amazing shit that I don't understand because, again, I'm not a smart person. So he's going on and on about uh uh, Schopenhauer and Nietzsche and uh, all these other fucking news and Kant. And then at the end of him talking again, he talks 15 minutes straight. Okay. At the end of it, fearful Jesuit goes, thanks for that fascinating interview. Interview. Yeah, it was, that was a one way street with Dr. J. That wasn't, there was not a lot of fearful Jesuit leading the witness with questions. That was just Dr. J pontificating and rolling, man. Uh, and he uses words like uh, intelligibility, which I don't think is a word, and intentionality. I mean, Dr. J, you're a smart dude, but I, I just don't think intelligibility and intentionality, that sounds like the shit a football coach would say he needs out of his defense. I had, you know what? I need all of your intelligibility, man, and all your intentionality because we're got, we got to beat these wildcats this weekend. Uh, you'll hear about the Oedipal Rebellion if you listen. You'll hear that everything is part of a single unitary whole. Uh, here's another, he's talking about the, the aforementioned Schopenhauer and uh, <laughs> fucking fearful Jesuit calls him the pessimistic German. And I, God damn, I love that. That sounds like a drink. Hey, uh, you know, hey, my friend here will have a dirty martini and I'll have a pessimistic German. God damn. I want to drink. That's all I want to do now is drink pessimistic Germans all goddamn day. Um, there's another line too where at one point. <laughs> Dana Unicorn is like, you know, our knowledge of Asia is woeful and a crime against podcasting, uh, but we're proceeding anyway. Oh, good. I'm glad. That's that's fantastic. I'm glad you're going to bring me all of your weak and woeful knowledge about Asia to bear on this show. Uh, but it's also worth it to hear Dana say, get off our dick. Because again, when you get a hot Norwegian chick saying fucking get off our dick, you can't fucking argue with that. You learn about uh, monism and Oatman and Broman or Otman and Brahman. I can't remember how they're pronounced. Uh, and I'd listen to this, by the way, brace, the, brace yourselves for this. The essence of you is equal to the essence of everything else. Ooh. Ah, did you know that you're part of the great world soul? Well, you are. Did you know the Buddha's got a first name? He does. Siddhartha. Uh, and there's, I guess there's a history of Buddha. Get this fucking Buddha. He's married. This guy, fucking Buddha. Before he's even Buddhaing it up all over the goddamn planet, this guy's married, he's rich, he lives in a palace, he's got a wife and a kid, and then then the way they describe it is he like leaves, 
at age 29 uh, because he wants to become a, a wandering ecstatic holy man, which uh, that, that just sounds like deadbeat dad. I didn't know Buddha was a deadbeat dad. He just fucking takes off and leaves the wife and kid behind to go get adventures. Is Buddha Kung Fu? Buddha might be Kung Fu. Uh, and the the legend, I guess, is Buddha was born, and he said uh, he supposedly took seven steps right when he was born, and a lotus flower bloomed in each step, and he recited a poem about how important he is, like immediately, and uh, and then leaves his wife and kid. And Buddha sounds like a fucking cock. He's just like he fucking. <laughs> he's a deadbeat dad. Uh, I like the you know the, the thing where he's walking after birth and the fucking flowers and shit, but then he gives a poem about how great he is. He's been writing that the whole time. And look, I will say this though, as a lesson to you other babies out there, if you're pregnant to me, if you ever put the iPod on your goddamn stomach, let me talk to your baby. Hey there, you've been laying around here eating what your mom eats, and I'm sure she's taking Gary. She's eating her prenatal vitamins and whatever the fuck else, asparagus or what, maybe she's keto. Are you in ketosis, baby? I hope not. But listen to me, baby. Buddha had it right. Buddha walks out. He takes seven steps. I'm sure the baby didn't slap him because he's or the doctor didn't slap him because he's fucking Buddha. A flower shows up and then he's got a poem about how important he is. Now, let me tell you this. I know your baby bones might not support you taking a fucking walk across the hospital delivery room. And I know you can't account for flowers blooming in each of your steps. Certainly, that seems like uh, maybe the far fetched part of the legend. But I will tell you this. You've got time to work on that poem and you've got all the time in the fucking world. What are you doing? Swimming around in a belly? So fucking what? You're just fucking hanging out in a goddamn stomach right now. Write a poem. And when you're born, just fucking rip, rip out that poem in the delivery room and you'll be a fucking genius. You'll be the new Buddha. Don't you want to be the new Buddha? Who's, uh, who's the, oh, the Dalai Lama is the guy who gets reincarnated all the time. But you could be Buddha. We can be Buddha just for one day. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'll learn about the middle way, that there's no such thing as a soul, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's just... Look, man, if you've ever doubted reality, listen to this show, this, this paranoid strain by fearful Jesuit, this, this fucking show about re- you'll, you'll doubt reality forever. You'll never know what to fucking expect. Uh, Danny Unicorn and our friend fearful Jesuit bring it to you now. It's in the iTunes store. Go ahead and subscribe. Listen to all of them. Write them an email. Paranoid strain at gmail.com. Reach out. Tell them you love the show. Leave a review in the iTunes store saying how much you love it. And also mention us in the letters and reviews that you leave, because then again, it lets Jesuit know that we're hitters. And we're on board for him. That would really help us and uh, keep him sponsoring. Fight it off. This show, uh, you know what? That was Buddha. I just yawned and got fucked in the mouth by Buddha, uh, as our friend Diane would say. Um, but please, yeah, go ahead and listen to the fucking podcast. It's amazing. Go ahead and download it. It's really good. Uh, it's in the iTunes store now. It's it's uh, it's it's everything I don't do. It's fucking, it's written, it's pinpoint, it's fucking... And I, I, well, I won't say it's got discipline because it's three hours and 20 minutes long, but still, man, you should listen because it's right there for you. And if you want to know about Isaac Newton, it's all right there. You'll learn all of this shit. And also I will tell you this fucking Jesuit. He's like, Hey man, Isaac Newton, still perhaps the most brilliant scientist the world has yet known. Oh, really? I got news for you. Copernicus says, fuck that. All right. Good fucking jerking off Isaac Newton. Fucking Copernicus is going to get his boys fucking Fibonacci and Tesla and fucking Hedy Lamar. They're going to fucking ride on goddamn Isaac Newton. Put him in the ground. Fuck you. You thought an apple was a problem. Here comes fucking Copernicus with a spray down. Fucking Hedy Lamar leans out, does a radio transmitter and you blow the fuck up. Don't fucking start calling Newton the fucking best scientist. These other dudes are coming for him. Uh, you learn about the butterfly dream. You learn why our world is wiggly. Uh, you learn about the, the always popular Alan Watts, who was, uh, <laughs> this is a good description, considered a dilettante by important Zen Buddhist thinkers. 
uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck. And he talks about Maya and the Hindu concept of the world as illusion. And, and that, and that's, that's when I started just pulling my hair out of my fucking head. Cause I don't understand any of this shit. I want to, I tried, you know what I understand? I understand fucking Copernicus fucking rolling around with a goddamn machine gun, ready to fucking take people out. Him and Fibonacci riding fucking shotgun Tesla and Hedy Lamar in the back. Uh, all right. So get the, get the paranoid straight podcast. Just, just, just because you would, the, the concept of Fibonacci in a drive-by, absolutely. You, you need that in your life. So go ahead and listen to the show. Uh, paranoid stream podcast available now in the iTunes store. Download it. Great stuff this week and every week and, uh, write them a note and tell them so write a note in the, in the iTunes store, review the show and say, it's great. And please mention us. Thank you. Thank you. Our good friend, Rob Matsushita has a podcast called the knife drop. It's available now. Uh, is there, you know what? There might be a new episode out now there. I, I know terror Tuesday was a couple of days ago. Let me see if I can pull this up. Hold on. Let me check out for the knife drop podcast. See if I can give you a description. I'll tell you this too. There's something wrong with my fucking, uh, one of my buttons. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Like my tab or my space bar. It won't make space. Oh, it drives me crazy. Uh, it looks like, holy shit. It looks like knife drop episode nine is available right now. Uh, that is, hold on, let me pull it up, because the holiday special was there, and this is, oh, it's got Big Slim is back, Terror Tuesday is available, so much more with the Knife Drop Podcast, please check it out now, it's available on Stitcher, it's available on, uh, let's see, where is it, also on Anchor, it's available on, uh, was it on Audacity, no, it was on, what's the other one, uh, Podbay, that's right, it's on Podbay, it's on, uh, it's anywhere you can get your finer podcasts, folks, it's in the iTunes store, it's on Podbay, I don't know if it's in the iTunes store, but I know it's on Podbay. <laughs> it's on Anchor. It's on Stitcher. All the great places that you can find fantastic podcasts. Go find the Knife Drop Podcast with our friend Rob Matsushita and his cast of characters, Big Slim McGroovy, and all the other people who come in there and review movies and talk about stuff. There's Terror Tuesday. They play the, the fucking bingo card. It's just, it's fantastic stuff. Please, by all means, go check out the Knife Drop Podcast right now. Rob Matsushita is waiting. His dulcet tones are waiting to climb into your fucking head. Please, Go listen right now. Who wants to hire me for cameo? It's the new year. It's 2020. Don't you want me calling people and telling them about my ketosis? Of course you do. Don't you want a, a podcaster with a stuffed nose to call somebody and go, hey, man, you shouldn't be eating carbs because that's my whole life now is with my macros and counting shit. Um, I'm on cameo. Hire me now. It's 20 bucks. I get 15 of it. That's a good deal, right? Uh, so why wouldn't you hire me? Of course you would go to, it's an app you put on your phone or you go to bookcameo.com, I believe online. And you can find me, put in my name and hire me to do something and say, hi, I can say hi to your friends. I can tell your friends to go to hell. I can tell somebody to jump off a cliff. Um, as I said before, if you want to post about chowder, I'm on board with that. If you want to talk about chowder? Let's talk about soup, baby. Let's talk about soup. You and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things in our bowl. Let's talk about soup. Uh, I, I like two soups. <laughs> soups are great. And my favorite lunch is two soups. Uh, you know how David Lee Roth sings that song? <laughs> oh man. Whale singing hurts. Um, hire me for cameo. Look at that. I could do the whale. I'll do a David Lee Roth whale thing and cough all over your fucking friends. Do that. Hire me for cameo. God damn it. I'm the best. We got a YouTube channel. Check it out now. All sorts of videos, mainly podcasts, but more to come. 
subscribe, please, to the YouTube channel. Again, uh, you know, that uh, that increases my advertising money. And I will tell you, what have I made from YouTube in the past two months? Four dollars. But you know what? You can change that if you go and subscribe and then uh, well, you got to watch stuff, too. That also hurts. But if you if you do that, that'd be cool. And I'll be putting stuff up for you to watch soon. Uh, as soon as my ketosis head calms the fuck down. But it's there. The YouTube channel exists. Why wouldn't you check it out? I, I think you should. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the merchandise page, which you know is the Joe Business page. There's an Amazon link on there. You should click on that. Why? Because I said so. God damn it. Look, man, you're going to Amazon anyway. You're shopping. You're buying stuff. Everybody's doing that. You're doing the 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 important work of buying Amazon stuff and giving Jeff Bezos $8 billion. Why wouldn't you get me a taste of that? So if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link. Click on that. And then, hey, you're shopping. And we get some stuff. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It works out great. And you're buying stuff anyway. It doesn't cost you anything but 10 seconds finding the link. It doesn't cost you any extra money. Look at you thinking of me. You take me shopping with you. I'm your pal. We go to the frozen food section. Maybe we see a girl. She opens up the door, gets a little chilly. Nipples activate. You and I high five. Look at that. Bring me on your Amazon excursion. Uh, the Amazon link is available at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Click on the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link. Click on that and then you're shopping and I get a taste of the gig. Perfect. Patreon exists. Why wouldn't you be a patron of me? Go to patreon.com right now and look for my name. I'm Mike Schmidt. You can put in the 40 year old boy. You can put in Mike Schmidt. You can find me there. I think it's patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. That's my guess off the top of my head. You'd think I should probably know that after two years, but if you put in my name, you'll find it. And then you can become a patron. That'd be fucking great. Now I'll tell you what, I gained two patrons last month. And then on the first of this month, I lost two patrons equaling the same amount that I just made. I can't, there's like a certain number I can't pass. And that's a drag. Like I want to get to a certain number. Like I did, I achieved, like I wanted to get over a grand and I'm like, oh, this will be awesome. And I got over a thousand bucks a month, which was so fucking amazing of you guys. And, uh, and it got over. And then literally in a day it went away. I was like, oh man. Uh, because again, it's like, you're all my bosses, man. And you can give me a raise or you can give me money or you don't have to give me money, whatever the fuck. It's just, it's just, uh, that's dude. It's a side hustle and it's a gig economy and every other fucking thing in the goddamn world. And I, I, I love that you think of me. I would love for you to be patrons at Patreon. Uh, that would make me very happy. Hey, you want to be on a mailing list? Of course you do. You want to send me a note at Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. I'm waiting to hit an arbitrary number of people before I send out a note. Now that will there be a test note? There will. As I've mentioned, watch those mailboxes, but write me at Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. So you can get on the list and you'll be getting a, uh, a newsletter from me filled with tips about what to eat. Hmm. Choke down some brisket, <laughs> nothing but brisket and brisket chili. Uh, so join the mailing list. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Like I said, become a patron of Patreon, Amazon link. Uh, what else is there? Oh, you know what? I have a SoFi link. I'm going to share that. I don't know if I want to tweet it because then you're just like a scumbag. But I have several SoFi links, one where you can just like open an account. I get 25 bucks. You get 25 bucks. One where you can have an investment account, but you got to invest for a thousand bucks, but I get a hundred bucks and you get a hundred bucks and it works out great. Um, all those links are available. Write me if you want those links and I'll, I'll share them also in the Joker's page. But if you want them, write me and I'll send them to you. Uh, that investment one, I, it works. I mean, I, literally I've had, a, I've had a listener do it. You just take a grand and you put it in the account. And then uh, in a couple of days, you get a hundred bucks. I get a hundred bucks. Then you can just fucking take it out. You have to buy like a stock and then you just sell the stock the next day. It works out perfect. Um, so there you go. It works out so perfect. So that's available. So go ahead and do that. So fi. 
write me a note. I'll send you the link. Twitch. Let's talk about Twitch. I have not been on Twitch in a week. I tried to do it last week. uh, And then my PS4 bricked, my PlayStation 4 bricked. And is it fixed now? Yes. I finally fixed it yesterday. I wound up getting a cord. I had to get a new cord and then plug in a controller. It was a fucking mess, dudes. It took three days. I I Google shit. Because again, I just want to play fucking games. You know, like I said, you know, I just want to play Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. Peter Parker got bit by a spider, and that was less of a hassle to become Spider-Man than I am pushing buttons and trying to play a fucking game, having to Google all this bullshit. Hate it. Uh, But it exists, and I will tell you this. Friday, tomorrow, well, you're hearing this on Thursday. I'm recording on Wednesday, but you're hearing this on Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday, going to do old school, man. I'm going to come on at night, 4 o'clock Pacific time, and I'm going to play like five hours of Witcher. I'm going to fucking do a long-ass stream, baby. I haven't done one of those in a while. I'm always doing like two hours. Hour and a half, two hours, three hours. Fuck that. Friday night, me, you, and the Witcher show up on Twitch. We'll be Twitchers. Let's be Twitchers and Witchers on Friday night, uh, which is tomorrow. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be there at what four o'clock? Yeah, four o'clock Pacific time. Maybe we'll get five hours in. We'll see how we do. Also, with my ketosis though, I'm gonna have to eat while I'm on screen. I could eat a hard boiled egg. You ready to watch me do that? You know, what? I'll do this. All right, here's what I say: If you show up Friday, I promise to eat a hard boiled egg like a snake. You ever seen that they swallow it and just their whole body becomes like eggish or not their whole body, like the egg travels down their snake body. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just swallow a hard boiled egg whole and you'll watch it happen. What if I choke to death on Twitch? Tune in. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, If we do that, it won't be a five hour Twitcher stream with the Witcher. It'll be more of a five second choking stream with Mike Schmidt, but who cares? Tune in. It's twitch.com slash the 40 year old boy or no twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and follow and subscribe to the channel. That'd be great. And uh, we will be there Friday night to reintroduce ourselves to streaming and get the Witcher going. And then next week we'll be on there every day, not Friday, Saturday, but next or not Saturday, Sunday, I should say. But starting Monday, we'll stream every day next week. Oh, I can't. Who can't wait to be the Twitcher with or the Witcher, the Twitcher Witcher with me? I know you can't wait. Let's do it. Uh, All right. What else is there? Is there some other plug? There's got to be some other bullshit I can tell you about. Oh, you know what? Uber and Lyft. Let's talk about that for a second. Uber and Lyft exist. Uh, if you want to drive, well, first of all, you want to be a one-time rider, a first-time rider for them, use my code. At Lyft, it's Mike720057, Mike720057. If you want to be, if it wants to be a uh, an Uber person, use my code DJZW1YTTUE. That's DJZW, the number one, YTTUE. Go all, go all lowercase with the stuff from Uber. Go all caps at the stuff from Lyft. And uh, and also those those codes work if you want to drive. If you want to become an Uber driver, use the code DJZW1YTTUE with Uber. If you want to be a Lyft driver, use the code Mike720057. Now, I'd prefer if you did that. Riding, I get nothing but fucking ride credit, which is the dumbest thing in the goddamn planet. However, if you drive, then I get actual cash, and so do you. So that would really help. So uh, And if you, that's only if you find yourself in, a, in dire straits. Although I will tell you this. Uh, I just got an email from them yesterday that because California just passed this rule that like we're employees now and Uber was just like, nope. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like I said, remember I told you on New Year's Eve, there was a weird surge, all these different things. I got an email, man. They're changing a bunch of shit back. Like now the split's going to be 75, 25 for all the drivers. Uh, there, there's going to be a, uh, you get to pick and choose. If you want to take a ride, it tells you how much the ride is before you go. Like there's all these 
uber scared shitless of the government. I think that's the only thing that I could figure out. So I'm like, all right, because I mean, I told you I got to get back in the car this week anyway. But just but just knowing that they made the changes now, because now, you know, it's funny. It's like to me, drivers have them by the balls. Now drivers should just like show up with like two by fours and plaid coats and shit like that, like fist with Stallone and just march on Uber and just go, hey, you know what else we want? We want back rubs, motherfuckers, because they had this dumb thing where they're like, I, and I found this out. They offer me a drink like I have a snack or something because I'm a driver, but I'm only a blue driver like gold drivers get it's you get a drink and blue drivers get a snack or a cookie or no blue drivers get a, 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 a drink and then gold drivers get a drink or a cookie. And then if you're a platinum driver, guess what you get? Oh, you're goddamn right. Drink and a cookie. Oh, that's and now you're living. Now you're making the big fucking dough. And I mean that in the cookie expression, baby. If you're fucking rolling with Uber as a goddamn platinum driver, look at you taking down a goddamn cookie and a fucking drink. You know what? Uber's going to go bankrupt. How dare you get drinks for all of your drivers? How how dare you get cookies for everybody? You know what? They should just fucking cook them themselves. If you had a fucking like Uber cafeteria, just we're employees already. Just fucking hire us for fuck's sakes. Give us a brick and mortar. I'll punch in and punch out as a driver. And I know people are like, no, I don't want to do that. Cause there's all these babies are like, I wanted to be an independent contractor. Boo fucking who? What the fuck? They're raping you anyway. They're taking all your goddamn money. You fucking idiot. Who cares what they do? Get insurance. You might as well get insurance while you're doing it. Cause again, you're out there fucking driving and people are fucking psychos. You might get fucking run over. So you might as well take their goddamn insurance. So I guess my point is use the code <laughs> i'm telling you about fucking uber and lyft yeah you know what i hate it and you'll hate it too why don't you just join me but in california again they changed the rules where they're all these fucking and i dude here's what i did today i actually watched a video by the rideshare guy this is what a terrible life i lead again this show used to be something man a million fucking years ago i'm fucking everybody i'm fighting i'm not fucking everybody i'm fucking my wife for the first eight years or whatever the fuck that my ex and whatever but then I'm punching people and fucking killing cars and doing all sorts of dumb shit and going on the road and living life in adventures. And, and what do I do now? Now I, now I, I tick boxes and count calories and look at carbs and try to go into ketosis and, and buy avocados and wait for them to get. So that's my whole fucking life waiting for avocados to soften up. And you know, what's funny. That's a perfect metaphor for me. Like I got them and they're fucking hard and firm and badass, And I got to wait through passage of time. Eventually I'll be able to handle these avocados. And that's what the world has done to me. I used to be hard and fucking ready to roll and badass and ready to fight and fuck all the goddamn time. And now here I am, soft, just waiting to get used. <laughs> what a fucking mess. Oh, see, don't go into ketosis because it'll make you fucking sit and look back at your life and go, man, I used to be hard and firm and ready to go. And now I'm fucking guacamole. Jesus Christ, I used to be break green. I used to be in a bowl. I used to frustrate everybody because I was so hard and to work with. But now I'm so fucking pliable. You squish me and put me in a bowl with onions. I'm delicious. Now, look, I've been delicious for a long fucking time. But now I'm fucking guacamole. I don't want to be guacamole. Is anything I like more than me? It's people who like me. I love me, but if you love me, I love you. Cause you know why we both love me. How great am I? Let's talk about that for a while. And by a while, I mean forever.
Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.